Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ledrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marks, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. Here's Lee Maddox. And welcome in everyone to Homecoming 2021 here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as our Columbia Central Lions are getting ready to do battle with the Nolansville Knights. Um, it's a, yeah. So it's homecoming. It's homecoming here. I'm, you're, I'm not hearing. You're on. I'm not hearing. Uh, so we're coming to you from Lindsey Nelson Stadium where the Columbia Central Lions are celebrating homecoming and will battle the Nolensville Knights in a crucial Region 6A, 6-5A game. Alongside Terry Wilcox, Coach Mike Lyles, I'm Lee Maddox, and we're excited to bring you the call at the top of the hour as both teams here tonight are looking for their second region win and will no doubt have playoff implications as we complete the first half of the season. And, fellas, this should be a great matchup. We have good weather. <laughs> we did have good weather. <laughs> we had it. Uh, now we've got rain uh, that's falling on the field right now, just a, just a slight rain, not, not anything serious, I don't think. But the temperatures are fairly good. It's a little muggy and humid, but it's homecoming. And there's hope on both of these teams here tonight that, you know, this distraction, especially the Lions, that the homecoming distractions they've had all week won't interfere with the play that they're going to have on the field tonight. Yeah, as a, as a former coach, I, I used to kid around and stuff like that. Homecoming was probably the longest week I ever had during the season simply because of all the festivities going on and some of the players trying to get involved with them and, and stuff like that. But as we always said, you know, the, the, the ball game was for the players. The homecoming stuff was for the fans. It is a lot of pomp and circumstance. It, the, the girls are looking beautiful and, and everything's looking nice. Hopefully the rain will, will back off and we'll have a fast track tonight. Yeah, looking to the west, uh, we're seeing some clearing in the skies, but uh, this rain, uh, the what's what's left, I think, of, of Nicholas, actually, uh, the, some of these outer bands are still just kind of churning around, so it's coming from the south, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get uh, four quarters of football in here in just a little while. As I said, the, they are introducing the homecoming court for Columbia Central High School tonight. Some of the football players are escorting some of those attendants from each of the class of classifications of freshmen, sophomore, junior, and seniors. And so uh, I know that they're proud to be able to be a part of homecoming, but I know they, they're going to have their focus on yeah. the football game here just, just momentarily. Yeah, it's a big region game, uh, an important game for their next, for, you know, for the goals that they have for the next step into the playoffs. And uh, you're right, they've got to get their focus together. Uh, hopefully with these uh, with these with all these festivities and stuff like that, they'll be able to uh, flip the switch here in just a few minutes. Well, I told my son and, and some of the coaches this week that I still got a bad taste 
in my mouth from last week, uh, that Green Hill game. You know, we traveled to Green Hill there in Mount Juliet, and after being tied at halftime, I thought, you know, we're, we're, we're in this game. We, we should be able to control it. But the Hawks just prevailed that second half in every which way uh, that you can imagine. And, uh, you know, they scored 14 in the second half. We didn't score any. So uh, hopefully they've learned some lessons. They've looked at that film. And I know they got <laughs> they got talked to. Yes, there is, I'm sure there. I'm sure there were what we call attention getters that happened throughout the week, uh, especially at the defensive front. And uh, in, again, the, the opportunities I had in, in talking with some of the players, uh, they they were excited about the way practice went. They weren't excited about all, everything that happened, but they were excited about the results of the practices. And they're feeling pretty good tonight. Yeah, I think they had a they did have a good week of practice, and hopefully they learned from those mistakes that they were making last week. And mainly, it was uh, that defensive front that just could not get a handle of the, that running attack that Green Hill kind of put before them. Now the Lions are sitting here at two and two with victories, of course, over Dixon County, and then that region win against Franklin County right here two weeks ago. And of course, they lost the opener to Marshall County, but two and two overall and 1-0 in the region. The Nolansville, the Knights, come in. They're led by their head coach, Paul Derrick. They come in here at 1-3, but you can't let that record uh, no. mean anything because they have lost to three really good football three teams. Three quality opponents. BGA, right. Giles County, and last week it was a, a blowout to Innsworth, 59-6. Their lone victory uh, was a blowout in itself, 53-6 to over Lincoln County back in week three. And, of course, that gets them in the region column win. They're 1-0 in the region. They know how crucial this game is tonight against Columbia. But, so, you know, so far everybody uh, that's played Lincoln County, one of our region opponents later in the season, that actually be on senior night, uh, everybody's kind of blown out the Falcons so far. Yeah, and that's a little unusual. The uh, Lincoln County's uh, tradition, their history, is that they've always had a, they've had a pretty good, uh, pretty good team. They're uh, they're like a lot of a lot of high schools though. They're on a down cycle right now and kind of suffering through through some of that. Uh, we, and we've got to take advantage of it when we get to there. But we have tonight's game to worry about first before we, we worry about them. And uh, Nolansville is going to present some challenges. Uh, they're a very athletic team. They they spread. I was talking to uh, to one of the coaches and. They, they spread the field quite a bit. They make you play sideline to sideline. And um, as we kind of expected from Green Hill last week, they tend to throw the ball to set up the run. And they try to spread you out, make that threat, and then they're going to run in their gaps. So um, we're, we're going to have to be on, be on our game, uh, especially in the defensive backfield. But, yes, up front. We've either you know we've got to plug the running gaps first, and then we got to get to that quarterback and keep him contained, and don't give him time to sit back here and pick out his receivers. Without a doubt, Columbia comes in tonight fairly healthy. Still no Isaiah Cordell, who is out with that elbow injury, and I'm, uh, they've had a few little issues with some of the players. Uh, I don't know that we'll get to see much of Christian Biggers tonight. I know he's dressed out, but not sure that he'll play much. And other than that, we should be pretty healthy. You know, this is only the third meeting 
uh, of these two schools uh, between Columbia and Nolansville since the Knights joined uh, Region 65A three years ago. Uh, Nolansville won the game pretty decisively a couple of years ago, uh, 28 to nothing. Then last year, Terry, we were there. The, the Lions took care of business 28 to 14. They did. It was, it was a good game. Uh, they come in, they had a good quarterback, a very good quarterback, along with that uh, the running back, Samson Johnson, who uh, is at two 1,000 rushing yard seasons, and he's off to another great start. We're going to have to control him. Uh, they've got some younger quarterbacks, I think two sophomores and a junior. I'm not sure which one will be starting tonight, but uh, that Ryan Gillardi, he, he went off to college. He was uh, a recruit, I think I'm on the East Coast somewhere. Yeah. So he, And he was phenomenal, but uh, we were able to hold him off, and uh, and we scored enough points to get the win. So looking for another one tonight. Kobe Walton will be the starting quarterback for the Knights, uh, the junior quarterback, and uh, He's, there's no doubt he's talented. I've looked at all of their films of their their past four games, and and uh, you're right, Coach. They spread them out, and uh, we're, we're going to have our hands full without a doubt. And not sure what's going to take place as the rain continues to to come down, and uh, it's 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 gotten just a little bit heavier. It's almost like yeah. it's just sitting right on top of us. What what little cloud we have right here. Uh, it looks like it's just setting right in on us. So not sure how that's going to – that's obviously going to affect all phases of the game, makes the ball wet. You know, it, it could be slippery, and and then you don't know if you want to try to throw the ball much when it's raining. Yeah. But, but obviously some teams have success with that while others don't. So it's up to the Lions to take advantage of whatever situation it is that uh, we need to try to take advantage of. A lot of the teams that uh, throw the ball a lot have contingencies for this. They have agents for drying the ball and stuff like that quickly. But um, usually, usually the the rain situation does slow down a passing team a little bit more and uh, does give an advantage to the running team. Unless they, you know, if the ball doesn't become an issue, the the defense has to work a little bit harder because they're reacting to everybody else they're they're going to be about a half step behind everybody uh one of the things we teach our kids hopefully is to keep their keep their feet under their frame and that, that will avoid the slips uh was walking the, the turf uh, last night uh during the middle school game it's it's in good shape uh i don't think we're going to have any problems with it being you know tearing up real easily and stuff like that but it could be slick in spots with this rain that, that just keeps coming down steadily yeah, there's no doubt. It's it's still coming down, and the homecoming court is uh, all the the uh, the attendants are now escorted off the field, and the band is there. They're getting ready for the national anthem, and the players that were escorting those attendants are headed back to the tunnel as they will prepare to come out here towards the top of the hour. Now we know we've had a, a few issues with some thunder, and then maybe a lightning strike or so, but the referees will be here to obviously tell us uh, what's uh, what needs to take place so with that let's hear from uh, a couple of our players that we talked to uh, about last week and about about uh, this week's this week's contest joining me now is Watson Harvey the senior linebacker for the Lions and Watson tonight is homecoming but uh, that's probably not on your mind what's on your mind is this is a region game against Nolansville oh yeah you guys uh, you you, you, you kind of took care of business last year uh, in this ball game, and I'm assuming you're hoping 
you're going to have the same results tonight. You've been working on that in practice after a kind of disappointing loss last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think is the main goal, you know, is to come out here and execute our job, is to do what we've been taught to do and to do what we think we need to do. Um, you know, and the expectation is to come out and shut out whatever we need to shut out and uh, do your, just do your job and do your assignment. That's the main thing we're going for tonight. We're halfway through the season tonight, uh, through the regular season. But, but again, this is huge in terms of whether you can continue to play, you know, in that second season. I know that's a ways away, but, you know, you've got one region win. This is important, a key game tonight. I know you've had a chance to look at their film. They've got some pretty good offensive weapons. Uh, they like to throw the ball around. They've got some powerful runners. and. That's going to mean you have to step up on on defense, right? That's what you have to do. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You got a job, and when you have a job that's just, that's got to be done, you know, you got to come out there with the right mindset and the right uh, the right attitude, and you just got to do your job. All right, Watson. Good luck tonight. Thank you. And now we're joining with number eighty-five, Joseph Whaley, and uh, the senior linebacker, and and uh, Joseph, a, a big game tonight. It's homecoming. And I know maybe you don't necessarily look at all the homecoming festivities as much as you do what uh, what's going to be on the focus of your mind is a ball game against Nolensville. What are you looking forward to tonight? Well, I really hope we could just stop the run. Like last week, it was a big problem, so I might think they might exploit that or do something like that. Um, as long as we block that run, we just got to hold on for the corners. They might make a few plays, but I feel like we can hold them down and keep them down low scoring and get our offense moving. I know that had to be probably a little disappointing to you last week. You, you guys uh, hung in there, tied up at halftime against Green Hill, but then that, their run game, as you said, just kind of uh, they poured it on in the second half. And I don't know what the what the problem was, but I know you, you guys have looked at that this week in practice, right? Yes, sir. We've looked at it. We've studied it. Uh, we just, I mean – We'll learn from it. It was a loss. I hated to lose, but learn from it. So it's not a, it's not pointless. So hopefully we can move on and use what we learned. Well, hopefully uh, tonight it's it's a huge game because it's a it's another region game. You got the best of them last year, uh, and I know they're going to be out to try to make amends to that loss that they took last year in terms of Nolensville. But but you got to push anything aside from last year to last week it's all about you know the present and you got to make yourself known right here tonight right yes sir i mean they're out for blood they want they want to win but i mean i'm just i'm not gonna worry i'm gonna think about what we practice and just try to do my job hope hopefully we can work as a team and get it done all right joseph good luck tonight thank you And there you hear from two of the senior linebackers on the Columbia Central Lions as they're getting ready to do battle with the Nolansville Nolansville Knights tonight here at homecoming 2021 under the lights and under the rain as it still continues to come down just ever so slightly, but but still just a constant little threat of rain here as uh, we get ready for kickoff at the top of the hour. Now, Nolansville, as you'll hear from uh, head coach uh, John Moore later, as uh, Coach Lyle said, they're a talented team with really good playmaking skill players. They're going to be led tonight by their quarterback, Kobe Walton, and uh, running back Samson Johnson and receivers Dylan Northcutt, Chance Fitzgerald. And just because they have that 1-3 in three record doesn't mean they're not capable of putting up some points. They're averaging 31 points a game in, in their 
uh, in their four contests they've had, they're 31 points a game. And, guys, I don't know if you remember, but last year uh, this team went to the semifinals of the state 5A playoffs. They lost, uh, eventually lost to Elizabethan in the semifinals. They won three games, uh, you know, right off the bat and were in the semifinals. So, and it's a team that we took care of. Yeah. We dominated in that game that we played them last year. So it just tells you that anything, uh, anything can happen in this ball game as uh, all the captains are are going to meet now at midfield. So that tells me that the referees are probably going to let this game go forward as planned. And with that, let's let's get a quick word with head coach John Moore as uh, he tells us about tonight's contest. Wondering what Coach Moore has to say about tonight's game? Let's check in with Lee Maddox, who sits down with the coach. And we're joining with head coach John Moore of the Columbia Central Lions. Coach Moore, I know uh, things didn't go the way any of us had hoped it would at Green Hill last week, but, you know, that's been a week ago. You you have to turn the page on that and get ready for an even more important game against Nolensville because, you know, they're the next game, but they're also a region opponent. Uh, Talk about what you're looking forward to uh, tonight against Nolensville. Well, we were definitely disappointed uh, last week, but, you know, that's in the past. We can't change that. Uh, Dunlinsville is a very, very talented team. They throw the ball extremely well, uh, pretty, very well coached. Uh, you know, we're going to have to play a good, good team game for four quarters to, to have a chance to win. Well, and I know we have to look back at last week, uh, the success that Green Hill was having on your defense, and I know that's probably been a stress uh, been something stressed at practice this week because, as you just said, they're pretty talented on offense, especially at those skill positions. Yeah, we've 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 tried to work on, uh, you know, defending the down block. That's what we didn't we didn't do very well, and we let we let people get on our middle linebacker, and uh, we, we had some creases in the defense. So we've worked on that this week. So hopefully, we'll improve on that. And I know they're when you look at them, they're they're more throw first right and then maybe run second but once they maybe saw the film of us last week they might want to try to run the ball a little more uh, yes uh, they 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 throw it some but they but they, they don't run it poorly so yeah, we've we're we're prepared for both and then when you look at their record you look at your record you're two and two i think they're one and three coming into tonight but they've played some some pretty strong teams uh, you know, in the first part of their schedule. So I don't know that the records really indicate a whole lot, and that's why you, you kind of line up and play them, right? Well, they, they've lost uh, BGA, Giles County, and Innsworth. All those are pretty good teams. So um, you can throw the record out. You know, they've, they've, they're pretty talented. I'm sure when they come in here, we'll get their best. So what, what is your message to your team tonight as you go on the field and you, you go in? It's homecoming. I know there's a lot of distractions uh, related to that. You've had to adjust your schedule a little bit. But what do you try to tell them uh, to get them prepared to, to win a ball game tonight at home, homecoming, and a region game? Well, we've got to play as a team. I think, I think last week we played as a bunch of individuals, and this is a team game. And we've got to play as a team, we've got to execute on offense, get in the right place on defense, and, and do a better job in the kicking game than we did last week. If we can do that for four quarters, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to win. All right, Coach, good luck tonight at homecoming against Nolensville. Thank you. 
And there was comments from head coach John Moore as the Columbia Central Lions have just raced onto the field and both captains have gone uh, for the coin toss and we're set to get it playing football tonight under the lights and under uh, just a little constant drizzle that's that's pouring down here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Hopefully that's going to go to our advantage, guys. Let's let's make it. Let's just take it to our advantage, right? Yeah, this we said wet, earlier, wet weather. Yeah, as we said earlier, usually the uh, the rain favors the running team uh, and over the passing team. Uh, let's see if that holds true tonight. So we're getting ready, set to kick off, and Columbia did win the toss, the coin toss, and they elected to defer their option to the second half. So they are kicking off from right to left to the Nolansville Knights. Max Patton is teeing up the ball as we speak and uh, counting his players, making sure everybody's there. And there's a big crowd here despite all the rain. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Now, guys, we're in the dry, so that's one good thing about this. Now, we couldn't let the equipment be outside in the rain. but uh, One of the advantages of being in the press box. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Back deep, number two and number one for the Nolansville Knights. That's Chance Fitzgerald and, of course, Samson Johnson, the talented running back. As Max Patton kicks off short, it's going to go to Fitzgerald at the 15. He's at the 20, the 30, and he's tackled right as he crosses the 30-yard line there. Um, couldn't see who made that tackle, but you um, can see Bubba Perkins is there. Siante Morris is there to stop him where uh, the Knights will take over at their own 32-yard line. First and 10 as we're underway here on homecoming at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Big defensive stand we need right here to stop them immediately as uh, Nolansville led by Kobe Walton at quarterback in the shotgun. He spreads everybody out and sends folks in motion. There's the first pass of the game and it's incomplete across the middle looking for one of those receivers that he's always looking for is Dylan Northcutt but just falls incomplete after about a 10 yard uh, what do you call that coach? Just a, a flat seam, post, right? Seam route. Uh, they uh, ran three, three receivers right up the seam. Uh, he had him open. He just threw it behind him. Yeah, and hopefully that wet ball might have something to do with That's it as well. So we'll see. Hey, Barry. So here we are, second and ten. He's going to hand off to Johnson this time up the middle, and he's met right as he crosses the line of scrimmage. Looks like Jordan Brooks and uh, Joseph Whaley in on that tackle to uh, really – he got. they're going to give him three, three yards. I didn't think he got quite that much, but he fell about two of them. So – uh, that Samson Johnson's definitely a talented player. He had 20 touchdowns last year. So that's Sets up how a third important and long. he is. Sets up a third and long, and that's to our advantage if we can keep, if we can take advantage of it. Kobe looking to throw. He's being pressured in the backfield. Now he's scroll, scrambling out to his side, and he is hit and taken out of bounds. A big hit. Who was that? Was that Whaley? Whaley, well of a hit on, uh, on Johnson, or excuse me, uh, the quarterback for... Uh, Walton, as he took him out of bounds, he picks up maybe two yards on the play. It makes it fourth and five, and they'll line up in punt formation. Super good start. Uh, defensive front put pressure on him before it flushed him out of the pocket before he could really get his feet set. Oh, there's a and whistle before. Let's well, hope it's on them. That can't be on us because that would still, it's there. a little more than five. It's a little more than five. It is on us, it is on Columbia. Just as we the ball was shift. snapped. So that's going to give them five yards, but it's still going to be just a short. Okay, we just had too short. many people. We had too many people on the field. Oh, 
It's Jay Frierson. I'm not sure what's going on. Count them now. Well, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They gave him the first down. Now I'm counting twelve. They're okay, going to go for it. For, well, no, they, they gave, gave him they the gave first, first down? down. Are you kidding me? Because that was going to look like it was short. I would almost demand a measurement. But anyway, regardless, so the another mental mistake for the Lions after they had them three and out gives uh, the Knights now first and ten at the 42-yard line. At their own 42-yard line, just underway here in the first quarter. Now, now Walton in the shotgun. He's looking to throw. He's being pressured. Throws out to Johnson in the flat to the right side, waiting on somebody to come get this man. After he goes ten yards, Johnson goes ten yards, just takes the ball over here in the flat over here on the near sideline and just just prances up ten yards, or actually nine yards, they'll call it. Or what are they saying? Oh, they're going to – that's the first down. Yeah, yeah. There's, the, there's the signal for the first down. So, 10-yard pickup into Lion territory at the 48-yard line is where the Knights go now after a mental mistake got us in this position here. So, we got to hold him. got to stand right here. Going to hand it off to Johnson out the middle, and he's not going anywhere as Jace Hove and Watson Harvey meet him right as he hits the line of scrimmage. A great penetration by the linebacker and the defensive end for the Lions. I already see an improvement in the defensive front this week and the way they're playing and the way they're fighting off blocks, which is allowing the linebackers to step up and make plays as well. Yeah, defensive end that time. Jace Hope came down from his right defensive end, and Watson Harvey right in the middle of the field made contact right at the line of scrimmage. Here's the snap. Walton being pressured out of the pocket and gets away from one man, breaks away from another. He crossed the 40, out of bounds. He's going to be close to the first down again as he gets to the 39-yard line of Columbia, and they're calling it a first and 10 again. So... Walton didn't have anywhere to throw it. He just takes the ball down and starts, to, starts taking off here around this right side over on our near side of the Columbia side of the, the field. And another first down for the Knights as they'll be first and 10 with the clock at 9.54 here in the first quarter. No score. This is the first possession of the game. Defense actually did a good job putting pressure on him, but they uh, slipped past him when he stepped up into the pocket. Here's Walton, Northcutt in motion. He's going to throw it to that side of the field and throws it over the head of his uh, running back, trailing running back out there to the outside. No incomplete, so it'll be second and 10. That's that 26, and he's a scary guy. Orifice. He's had some, he's had some plays this year. He's actually playing tight end or the wing back or something. I mean, they spread yeah. everybody out over the field. So, uh, it's yeah, like the right now. They don't have a traditional tight end. He's more no. of a, what we call a slot back, scat back type thing. Yeah. So, they're spread again. Second 10. Ball to Lyon 39. Hand off to Johnson right up the middle. And he's met right at the line of scrimmage by Watson, Harvey, Lewis, Maddox, and Mike Johnson. Stopping right there. Uh, maybe a yard game. They're going to give him more than he got. But he didn't get that much. But. They're giving him two yards on that play, so a huge third and seven here for the third and eight for the Knights as they quickly get up on the line of scrimmage. We need to stop right here for sure, and you'll, they'll probably be in four-down territory now. They're at the 36-yard line of the Lions. Walton taking his time now, getting the play from the sideline. Here's the snap. He's looking to throw. 
Going looking deep, and there's a man open right on the sideline. Incomplete. Incomplete. As he has caught it out of bounds, the referee, the uh, Fitzgerald, was saying that he had a foot in, but the referee was standing right there, and he said no, right on the Columbia sideline. So fourth and fourth and eight here for the Knights, and they are looking to just continue to go for it. So we really need to stop right here, fellas. Huge, huge play. Trying to recover from the, the mental error before. Here we go. We're outnumbered. Three, three receivers there, to okay. his Now left. we shifted over. There goes Johnson. He's looking his way. He's looking downfield deep. He's got a man open and incomplete. Incomplete as Lincoln English defending there as Northcutt had the ball but just couldn't hang quite hang on to it. Had enough for the first down all the way inside the 20-yard line. But ball falls incomplete. Ball turns over on downs. The Columbia Lions now take over at their own 37-yard line as uh, they'll have it first and 10 right here on their first possession. Big stop right there. And we had safety come up and give the receiver a big hit to make sure he wasn't able to secure that ball. That was just like a bang bang play, so it wasn't a wasn't a, a foul. Oh, it was completely legal and English. a very nice, good hit. Great football Here's play. Luke Olselton. There's offsides and no. There's the flag. Offsides on the Knights as they jump. As Luke Olselton leading his team here. I never gave the starting lineup, but <laughs> I can run through <laughs> that starter, those starters, real quick. Uh, on offense, but we'll do it after this play because Usselton's just, we get five yards, so now it's first and five, ball spotted at our own 42-yard line. Usselton under center. There goes Jordan Davis and a handoff to him. Caden McCoy right up the middle. He's across the 50, under the 50, the 45, and before he's finally brought down by a trailing night, that Caden McCoy, guys, when he hits that line of scrimmage, it's just like lightning in a bottle, and he's just that size. Looks like Kyler Murray to me. You know, the way he the way he runs, he's like a little Kyler Murray. That's the way I can got describe all, got ten players up within five yards of the line of scrimmage. If we can ever pop that first line, then there's not a whole lot of people back to, to stop him. Here's Osselton under center, first down at the 40 four-yard line. There's to McCoy again right at the middle, and he's hit right at the line of scrimmage and bounces off that first tackler and spins around and picks up two yards on the play, so they'll spot it now at the 42-yard line of Nolansville. Second and eight for the Lions here. They need to keep this drive going just to answer what the, what the Knights had done to them to get us back down here. We need to turn this field position over for sure and get in the end zone. The same kind of formation that uh, the Lions have been running for several weeks now. And there's a whistle. A timeout, timeout for, for Nolensville. Nolensville. And we needed a timeout. The rain's still kind of falling here at homecoming. It's uh, 7 minutes, 49 seconds to go here in the first quarter. The Lions driving now into night territory. Let's hope they can cap it off with a touchdown. But we want to take a quick break and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium here as we're just underway here in this first quarter after that 
timeout for Nolansville. And uh, just to be quickly uh, starting at split in, Bubba Perkins, Eli Height, left tackle, Jordan Brooks, left guard, Lewis Maddox at center, Camden Bratton at right guard, Tylan Orr at right tackle, Jace Hoth at tight end, Caden McCoy at, uh, at tailback, Jordan Davis at tailback, Q Martin at wingback, and Luke Alselton, the sophomore quarterback for the Lions. So here we go facing a five-man front now that they're looking at six-man up on the line for uh, Nolansville. They're expecting us to run, and there comes a trap right to Jordan Davis. He's all alone. He's gone. 30 at the 20, at the 10. He's trying to get in the end zone and just can't quite get there. Finally taken out of bounds inside the five-yard line. A great, great play for the Lions and just a great call. They weren't expecting that, Coach. It was uh, the Sally play. They, they took advantage. We've had some success off tackle on kind of a mini sweep. We faked that mini sweep and gave it back underneath on the reverse, and he had wide open field going up. Jordan Davis all the way to the two-yard line. So Luke Osselton on the sideline here getting the play. So hopefully first and goal right here. We should be just running this ball right into the end zone to get this first score of the game. Clock running now at 7 minutes, 10 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Lions moving right to left. If you know where we are, they're moving towards the concession stand. And here's, oh, there's a whistle. Flag. They didn't get the playoff. A timeout. Oh, they took the timeout. Timeout for Columbia. Timeout for Columbia. And we'll just keep it right here to to keep from going to the break because I'm thinking we're going to go to a break in just a second once we score, right, this next play. Yes. We're going to score, and then we'll take a break then. (laughs) I'm being optimistic. But uh, no doubt, uh, Coach, that that play that they ran, and Jordan Davis is in basically – in the place of Christian Biggers tonight yeah. uh, at that starting position. And uh, they, they set up two wingbacks. We're trying to describe this to the listeners. They set up two wingbacks on each side of the ball. And then they've got one lone setback, tailback. And Usselton's under center. He's faking in the middle to Caden McCoy coming in the middle. And the other, other wingbacks coming one way. And then Jordan Davis goes another way. Yeah, he steps back deep enough for that uh, for the offside wingback to come underneath him. And they, they call it a, for short, they call it a Sally play. It's really a counter trap. And they... Uh, they fooled Nolansville completely. We had, of course, we'd had two really good plays off tackle. Yep. So uh, that set that up, and they had to overplay that off tackle play, which set us up to come back with the counter. So right here, what do you do? I'm guessing we run it right Just up the middle. Straight at him. Right up the middle, man on man, see what happens here. It's the same formation, somewhat. There's Usselton. He's going to give to Q Martin right up the middle. And Q Martin, what did he do? Touchdown, Columbia. That's all Q Martin does is score touchdowns. <laughs> wow. Exactly what we needed to do is to chew up a little bit of clock, run the ball down the field, and put cap it off with the score. Awesome drive for the Lions. And Terry will get us those stats here in a minute. That scoring drive summary here as Max Patton lines up for the all-important point-after attempt. Perry Bowman, the holder. Lewis Maddox, the snapper. There's the snap. There's the set. There's the kick. And the kick is good. 
So with timeout on the field, six minutes, 53 seconds to go here at homecoming at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. The Lions go on top first. They lead Nolansville seven to nothing. And you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Lions go on top here with six minutes, 53 seconds to go in this first quarter. Uh, seven to nothing as they take their first possession after holding uh, the Nolansville Knights to uh, turn over on downs inside the Lion territory. They take it and drive down the what, at least 60, 65 yards and get the touchdown. And here's Max Patton ready to kick off to the, Lion, to the Nolansville Knights. And here's Pat. He kicks away, and it's going to go this time, and it's going to go out of bounds. So they'll get the ball on the 35-yard line as uh, Nolansville will take over. Terry, you got us some stats on that drive for the Columbia Lions. Absolutely. Columbia went 63 yards in five plays, took a minute and 59 seconds off the clock, ended it with a two-yard run by Q Martin. The extra point was good. Seven to nothing Columbia with 6.53 remaining in the first quarter. Thank you, Terry, and a fantastic, fantastic drive and a fantastic way to uh, to quit a cap. They got to make us kick again. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, it looks oh, like. Oh, we had a illegal it, procedure. Illegal procedure of some kind. I don't know what. But I think I would take it on the 35. I'm not sure, guys. Uh, well, no. What they're hoping is to get a get a return a little well, bit deeper. Well. I mean, we're kicking, we're kicking into the corner. We're kicking into coffin corners, and, and we're taking the chance. Yes, we're, we a decent chance we'll kick it out of bounds. Ball ago, we kicked it to somebody. They got to the 33. We kick it out of bounds. We only give up two more yards, and but we destroy any chance of a good return if we do that. So yeah, it's, a, it's a strategy kick. And, yes, we're taking a chance of kicking it out of bounds sometimes, but we're, we're only giving up one or two yards, maybe – yeah, maybe a little bit more. I say when we, we do kick that. to them and tackle them. Doggone it! <laughs> Let's kick to them and tackle them. Uh, sometimes you got to play to the to the limitations of of, of your coverage team too. Well, so here we go. Kicking off from the thirty-five is Max Patton. There's the kick. A really good kick, going deep. Going to pick it up uh, at the ten. Or excuse me, at the fifteen. Now at the thirty, and he's at across the thirty-five. Goes out of bounds at the forty-one yard line. Or no, they're calling down at the forty where he goes out of bounds. So they picked up five yards. Yeah. So be first and ten here for the Knights. Six six forty-four to go in this first quarter. Columbia up seven to nothing over the Knights. And returning that, returning that kick that time was Samson Johnson, and he's in the backfield along with Kobe Walton as uh, two receivers to his left, two to the right. 
And now he sends Johnson in motion. Looked like a man moved on Columbia. He's going to throw it quick to Johnson. He's got room to run and gets nine yards, maybe ten. They're going to give him nine. He gets right up to the 49-yard line of the Knights before he's taken down by Jay Frierson over there on the far side of the field towards the, the, the Nolansville bench. We're playing the, the, the wide slot very, very soft and with a third safety 12, 15 yards deep. All they're going to have to do is run that little slip screen, I would, and uh, they're going to have a they're going to have a heyday if we don't start adjusting a little bit more to I that. I would adjust to whatever Samson Johnson does. I would get on him, and now Kobe Walton being pressured in the backfield. He's going to throw it over to his middleman. There's a flag, a block in the back, a block in the back. That ball's going to come back. Joseph Whaley got blocked in the back, but a. Uh, uh, Walton was just kind of pressured and rushed out of the pocket, and then he finds finally finds his uh, Ben Coggin, uh, a senior wide receiver, and he takes it upfield, crosses midfield. But right as he, the only reason he did, okay. oh, they're saying ineligible man yeah, downfield. They, they tried to set up a screen, and we covered this, the initial screen really well. And their, their linemen anticipating the screen pass were about 12 yards downfield when he threw. He just threw an outlet pass, scrambling around, and he was in front of the line of scrimmage, which now makes every one of their linemen ineligible. So the referees are still discussing where this is going to be. Yeah. Ball is going to be marked. If he catches that ball behind the line of scrimmage, then it's a legal play, and I think that's what they're trying to discuss is exactly where he caught it. Well, with that, I'll give you a quick uh, starting lineup for the Columbia defense. Antoine Moore, the senior Defensive end, 5'10", 225. Nose guard, Michael Johnson, the senior, 5'9", 258. Jordan Brooks, senior defensive tackle, 6'1", 270, a senior. Jace Hoth, the junior, 6'2", 204. At linebacker, Joseph Whaley, the senior, 5'11", 160. Watson Harvey, senior, 6'2", 206. Matthias Ward, linebacker, junior, 5'11", 190. Q Martin, cornerback, and also along with Corey and Jamison tonight at cornerback, the safeties, Lincoln English, and Hunter Woody for the Lions starting defense tonight. And already, I mean, they've got folks coming in and out. There's Malachi Cordell now at free safety as Kobe Walton hands it off to Samson Johnson, and he's going nowhere. He gets a little yardage. He gets about three. He's a, they started them back at the 44-yard uh, line is where that play began after the penalty making it fourth and about six. Now it's third and two at the 48-yard line of the Knights. So a big play right here. A big third down stop is needed right here. Here's Walton. Takes the snap in the shotgun, rolling this way to his right. He's being pressured. Now he's got a man wide open. This Coggin, he's got his first down, still on his feet. Q Martin knocks his mouthpiece out. Uh, but... He does get pick up his first down as he crosses into Lion territory at the 46-yard line where it'll be first and 10 for the Knights. So a little play action pass here, play for Kobe Walton as he just scrambles around to the right side of of his line and finds a man over here on the the sideline just basically wide open. Yeah, we had the initial pass covered, but when he started scrambling, then we we kind of... the receiver is able to slip out of the coverage area. 
So first and first and ten for the Knights at the at the Lion 46-yard line. Here's Walton looking to throw, being pressured. He's going to go down now with a big sack back in Knight territory. Several Lions: Antoine Moore, Jaravius Hall, Jace Hoth, and Jordan Brooks. That whole defensive front actually made that sack. Yeah, you can you can see that the, the defensive front has come out with a, quite a bit of motivation this week. I'm sure. I'm sure that they were uh, schooled a lot this week, and uh, they're, they're, they're responding very, very well. No doubt about it. So loss of five on the play, second and 15. Ball now back at the night 49-yard line. Here's Walton in the shotgun, looking to throw, being pressured, setting up a screen, incomplete. Trying to throw a little right screen over here to the near side and just didn't quite get it to Johnson, who he was the intended receiver. So it makes it third and 15. Guys, this has got to be a huge, huge third down play for the Lions. you got to keep him down here. He wasn't really comfortable. He's, the Nolensville quarterback's having a hard time setting his feet. He's not really comfortable because of the pressure we're putting on him. we got to keep that up. So here's the play. Johnson in motion. Uh, there was a movement. Movement and no flag. Where's wow. the flag? Kobe's being chased. He's throwing downfield. Incomplete. That's going to make it fourth down. But did that guy not jump off sides over there? Boy, it on the like far it. side? Yes. For Nolansville, I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah looked he like did. he took off like a, a set or half a second ahead of everybody else. Yeah, it looked like they were playing uh, Canadian rules football right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they're going to set up to punt. Q Martin and Adrian Hidalgo go back deep for the Lions. We need to be watching for any kind of yeah, bad snap or a fake or anything like that. And I'm hoping they are paying attention. Back to punt is Reese Miller. He gets the ball up, punts from his own oh, 40. Shanked. And he's throwing it. That ball's going into the stands. That wow. comes into the Columbia stands in the student section where the football lands. And it's still sitting there. There's Jordan Brooks's mom finally going to pick it up and throw it back into the field of play. Yep. So they're going to mark it at the 44-yard line of Columbia's where the, they say the punt went out of bounds right here, right in front of us in the Marion Wilhoyt press box. So here we go. The Lions get back their second possession after holding Nolansville on their second possession. Let's see if we can do the same thing. Huge play. There's only a six-yard punt. He shanked it that badly. And so, so now we've got great, great field position. If we can drive it down again, that will help uh, give us a tremendous, tremendous advantage in controlling this game. Q Martin and Jordan Davis, Caden McCoy, kind of the backfield for Luke Usselton under center. He's going to give to Jordan Davis around the right side. He's looking for room. He just barely does break the line of scrimmage and falls forward up to the 46-yard lines where they'll spot it. So a two-yard pickup will make it second and eight for the Lions as the clock runs. Three minutes, 40 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Lions are up seven to nothing, looking to get more here on this second drive of the game for them. Now we can hear the band in the background. The student sections are excited. The rain is still falling. We can still see it through the lights that it's still just a slight drizzle. But here, here's the jet sweep to Q Martin. Q Martin around the left side. Face mask wasn't called, but he makes his way across the 50 inside Nolansville territory. Gets down to the 46-yard line of Nolansville. That's going to be close to the first down, guys. Really, really close. They gave them the first down just by looking at it like that. Why don't they give it to us? No, they're no. going to say third down. Third and one. So the Lions quickly up to the ball, up to the line of scrimmage. Luke Usselton, I know where this ball's going. Just I think everybody just, in the stadium probably just knows. Just run it right up the middle. And there goes the quarterback sneak. He's got two, three yards. First down for the Lions right over his center. 
You guys know who the center is? Yeah, we kind of kind of know this guy. <laughs> you familiar with him? I'm proud of that center. <laughs> I am proud of that seat, that center, Lewis Maddox, on here at Homecoming 2021. First and ten for the Lions with two minutes, 35 seconds to go. They're leading seven to nothing and driving here in this rain here at Homecoming. They're at now at the night 44-yard line is where they have first and ten. Hustleton. <coughs> Under center, he's going to give to McCoy up the middle. McCoy's got room. He's looking for a lot more inside the 30, down to close to the 25-yard line. They'll spot him down at the 26-yard line of the Knights as he picks up another first down just right off that right side, Coach. He's just really power. fun to watch. Yeah, uh, looks like they took the page out of Green Hill's playbook and just running power right off tackle right now. So here are the Lions, first and ten, two minutes to go here in this first quarter, trying, looking for that second touchdown. Here's Usselton, and Q Martin gets the jet sweep to the left, looking for room around the left side, and he's not going to get much there. He got two, so he gets down to the 24-yard line. It'll make it second and eight for the Lions. Nolanville is, is flowing really, really fast to that jet sweep. Be ready for either a bootleg pass or a reverse out of that now that, the, that they've got established with some success on that jet sweep. Here are the Lions up to the line of scrimmage. Luke Usselton under center. Same setback, Jordan Davis, Q Martin, Caden McCoy in the backfield. There goes Jordan Davis, but he's going to hand off to Caden McCoy right up the middle. He's got room up the middle. Reaches the 15, or right at the 16 is where they'll spot him down. That'll bring up a third and about uh, three, I guess, or maybe two. No, one. He's close it's to the first tight. down. Yeah, it's real close to the first down. So it'll be second and just inch. Oh, now they're calling it the first down. First and yep. first and ten at the eleven. Just, or excuse me, at the sixteen yard line. So the Lions are looking good right now. Doing a fantastic job eating up the clock. That's one of the huge things is to keep this high powered offense off of the field. Inside a minute now in the first quarter to go. Lions up 7 to nothing, looking to get more right here as Usselton is going to give it to McCoy right up the middle. He shifts back across the line and gets down to the 10-yard line. So a pickup of six yards on the play. Uh, another good run by Caden McCoy just as he hit the right side of that line. He just shifted his whole body back inside towards the middle of the field, the line of scrimmage, and uh, powers his way down to the 10-yard line. Nolesville's flying so hard now to that to that off-tackle play that he's getting a backside cut, and our backside uh, blockers are doing a good job of giving him a small wall there. Second and four, Usselton under center. There goes Jordan Davis. Now he's going to give to Q Martin right up the middle. Q Martin looking for room. He doesn't find much. He gets forward progress down to the seven-yard line. That's where they'll spot him down. It'll be third and uh, about two, maybe. Third and about two for the Lions. And now that's the end of the first quarter. So they'll come down to the other side of the field and uh, hopefully get this ball in the end zone, facing a third and short to get 
to get uh, the goal, to get uh, first and goal, but hopefully we'll get a touchdown. But we'll take a quick break with them here at the end of the first quarter. Columbia leading seven to nothing over Nolansville. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. One stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia as the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee. We offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net, Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we're set to begin the second quarter of play where your Columbia Lions lead 7 to nothing over Nolansville. And they are spotted, the ball spotted third and two at the seven-yard line of Nolansville. Looking to get this first down, if not the touchdown, right here as we are getting ready to set to play to begin the first play here of the second quarter. Still raining here at homecoming here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Here's Jordan Davis. Going to give it to Caden McCoy up the middle. McCoy looking for room. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. They're not, are they calling it yet? Yeah. No. Down here on this end. Okay. I'm still looking for the hands, but finally, touchdown Columbia as Caden uh, McCoy, that same play, takes it right up the middle and just shifts his body left and right. Whoopie tacklers just falling off of him as he powers into the end zone, standing up for the Columbia touchdown. Offensive line's doing a great job firing off and reestablishing the line of scrimmage. We're getting about two to three yards before we ever hit it. There's the extra point attempt. There's uh, Max Patton. The snap is good. The set is good. The kick is good. That makes it 14 to nothing. The first play of the second quarter here at homecoming at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 11 minutes, 55 seconds to go in the second quarter. And uh, Columbia goes up 14 to nothing over visiting Nolansville. And again, guys, just an extreme important game for the Lions, and you know that Nolansville is thinking this is an important game for them. Yeah, I think the rain has kind of played a little bit with Nolansville's head a little bit. I think they're they're a little careful in their passing game. But it's also our defensive front is really all over their quarterback right now. He is not comfortable at all. And if we can keep that pressure up and not let him have a chance to scan the field, uh, we're going to have a lot of success defensively tonight. Terry, you've got the stats there. Absolutely. Uh, Columbia went 51 yards in eight plays in four minutes and two seconds, ending with the seven-yard TD run by McCoy. The kick was good, 14 to nothing Columbia with 11.55 to go in the half. 51 yards in four plays. Is that in what you eight said? Plays, eight, eight plays. What was the first drive? better. 63 yards in five plays. There you go. That's what we want to hear. Yep. Great, great drives, our first two drives, both ending in touchdowns. Here's Max Patton, the kickoff. And he's kicking it short as the man's going to pick it up at the 21-yard line and races back across. There's a block in the back. That was a block in the back, and they didn't call it. Uh, 
He's still on his feet. There's finally a flag that's going to bring it back somewhat, but uh, Nolensville takes it all the way up to their own 48-yard line before he's finally brought down a short kick on behalf of Patton, but uh, they missed a block in the back just sure as I'm standing here, and uh, but they picked up something across the far side where the defender was finally brought down. Referees, not liking the way the referees are facing. I'm not either. Face mask. Face mask. My in. goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. Takes them all the way into Lion territory to the 47-yard line of the Lions is where Nolansville now will get set up first and 10. I just don't agree with that at all. Of course, I didn't see the face mask, but I did see a no-call block in the back back here. But we can see we can see things that they yeah. can't see, and I'm sure they see things that we. Ball the ball tipped. was tipped. Oh, almost intercepted. The ball tipped there at the line of scrimmage, and that was a, a point of of interest this week. As uh, I talked to the players and coaches about getting your hands up, if you're a defensive lineman, you can't make the tackle. Get your hands up, and you're liable to tip that ball. And that was just a, a, a that result of that. Even if we if he had completed that, we had two guys right in his face as he was getting ready to catch it. So. Uh, well defense play right there. Second and ten for the Knights at the Columbia 47-yard line. Hand off to Johnson. The ball's on the ground, and then it's picked up. It's picked up by Antoine Moore, and Antoine was trying to pick it up to go to the house, but he finally got it, but he recovers the fumble at the Knight 46-yard line where Columbia will take over first and ten. So, goodness gracious, that was great yeah. to see. I thought he was going to scoop it up and go all the way to the house, but he it, tried. He did yeah. try. He and Johnson, did try. Made, Johnson, a running back who fumbled it, made a good just grabbed enough of his foot to, to take him down. But the, yeah. defense, the defensive pressure has made them very, very jumpy in the backfield, and that was just an unforced error from their part. I think that's a wet ball. That's what that happened that helps. There. Yeah, that's part of I it, think too. That's a wet ball. <laughs> Here's Usselton under center. There goes Q Martin. Going to give it to McCoy right at the middle. He's got room in the middle. Breaks one tackle. Trying to break free of a second tackle. And there's the ball on the ground. Q Martin picks it up and is tracking back around the back side of the whole play. Looking for blockers. Looking for room. And he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Actually picks up two yards on the play. But this play started on the far side of the field as Caden uh, McCoy was just not going to go down. They knocked the ball out of his hand. Q Martin... Uh, alertedly right there picks up the ball and reverses field comes all the way back to the Columbia side and picks up a yard yeah just uh, just pushing the envelope a little bit he, he does something <laughs> coaches usually tell you not to do is give up he gave up about 10 yards to try to get back to the line of scrimmage he just picks that up and heads what? forward it's a little bit easier yeah, and that's where the speed comes uh, in right uh, I, um, <clears throat> so that makes it that their ball spotted now at the 45 yard line of the Knights, second and nine. Here's Usselton, going to hand it to McCoy, and that's a reverse to Jordan Davis, and he's all alone at the 30, at the 20, at the 10, at the five, down to the one-yard line. That should be a – there's no flags. There's no flags, but Jordan Davis all the way to the one-yard line, a reverse in the backfield, and that just threw off Nolansville altogether. They saw the handoff being made, so they took off after it, and then – they saw the handoff being made, and they, they 
they, they took off after that, and when they handed back on the inside reverse, they did not see that one and left him wide open down the right sideline. And you called it, Coach. <laughs> when we were down here, you called that play. First and goal for the Lions at the one-yard line, and there goes Luke Usselton across the goal line for a touchdown, Columbia. Wow. Quarterback sneak right over the right side of the Columbia offensive line for the third touchdown for the Lions tonight. A new score with nine minutes, 58 seconds to go. Columbia now 20, Nolensville nothing. Great efficiency. We've had three possessions, three drives, three touchdowns. And that's exactly what we need to do to keep in control of this game. As the rain continues, here's the extra point attempt. Snap on the ground a little bit. There's the set, and there's the kick by Max Patton, and it is good. So a new score, 21 for the Lions. Zero for Nolansville with nine minutes, 58 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Here at homecoming as the rain continues to fall, but it's looking good right now if you're a Lion fan. So we'll take a quick break and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hi, my name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Columbia Lions are set to kick off after that one-yard touchdown run by Luke Usselton to put the Columbia Lions up 21 to nothing over the Nolansville Knights here on a rainy homecoming night. Here's Max Patton's kick. It's going to go to the 17-yard line as Chance Fitzgerald takes it right there and a, almost a great tackle by the Lions, but he's still on his feet up to the 30, crosses the 35. Ball comes out again, but I believe they got it back as uh, he makes it to the 35-yard line. Chance Fitzgerald for the Nolansville Knights as they'll take over first and 10 there. And let's hope our defense is ready to rock again. Terry, you've got the scoring plays, scoring drive summary sure from do. the last touchdown. Columbia 46 yards in three plays, a minute 57 seconds. A one-yard run by Usselton. The kick was good. 21-0 Columbia with 9.58 left in the half. That big one was Jordan Davis, though, the reverse around this right yes. side down the sideline here of the near side on Columbia's sideline all the way to the one-yard line. So Yeah, he's got 86 yards and three carries. Thank you, sir. Impressive, impressive. Here's uh, a handoff to Johnson right up the middle. He's got room. He gets 10 yards real quick. More than that, actually. Well, just right at 10 yards. He's going to pick up his first down as, as Kobe Walton just hands it off, and he runs it right over the right side of that Columbia, of the Nolansville line, the left side of, uh, of Columbia's defense. Yeah, they ran a little bit of a jet sweep fake there and then trapped up behind it, and we bit on the fake a little too much. Columbia definitely shifting some of their players in and out of defense. There's offsides. Uh, all, all the receivers <laughs> took off running downfield. Got one receiver 25 yards downfield already. Yeah. <laughs> Illegal procedure is what this is going to be. Keep going like that. Yeah. <laughs> he went 15 hey, yards down. If you're going to make the mistake, do it right. I guess. <laughs> so that backs them up five. It'll be first and 15 at uh, Nolansville 41-yard line. As the clock stopped now with the with the uh, with the penalty at nine minutes twenty two seconds to go here in the second quarter, 
Columbia leads 21 to nothing. Nolansville still trying to get their play in and get their players set. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. Kobe Walton in the shotgun. There comes Samson Johnson. There, there's a flag. I don't think they were set. Or did they call timeout? I believe there was a timeout call. Nolansville yeah, takes their second timeout. They've got one left in the half, and we'll take a break with them. Hear from some of our sponsors, and we just appreciate all of our sponsors for Columbia Central Lions football, and you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football right here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. For the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRM. Back to the booth, here's Lee Maddox. First and 15 here for the Nolansville Knights at their own 41-yard line. Here's Walton looking to pass. There's the He almost tipped that ball, Antoine Moore, and there's they throw it out here to uh, their their. Samson Johnson, the running back who was in motion, and he didn't pick up much of anything. He might have got a yard. Joseph Whaley in on the play, but Antoine Moore kind of affected that pass play by getting his hands up. It just kind of messed up the whole rhythm for that play for the Knights. Here's Walton. Receivers everywhere. Facing a four-man front. Here comes pressure. He's getting pressure. He goes down again! is Malik Smith and Mike Johnson both combined to drop Kobe Walton for a 10-yard loss right there on that play. That backs him up to the 35-yard line. Maybe not 10 yards, but it looked like it should have been further back. Seven. Well, it should have been, I thought it should have been 10 to where he ended up, but they put him down right where, I guess, where he went down. So they're facing third and 21 at their own 35-yard line. And, Lee, we're getting this pressure with only four rushers. If we can keep that up, uh, that gives us a chance to make picks in the backfield as well. Eli Height now checks in at nose guard, and he's pressuring, trying to get back. That's holding. They're not going to call it. Oh, what a great pass over the middle, a complete Picks up almost 18 yards on the play to Chance Fitzgerald as uh, Kobe Walton looks like he was going for one receiver and it went over his head and there's Chance Fitzgerald just right in the right place at the right time. So a pickup of 18 on the play, but that makes it fourth and two at the Columbia 46-yard line. Need to make sure we don't jump off sides and give it to him easily. Here's Johnson in motion. He's looking to throw to him. And he's right got there, him. Quick, he's got a great hit by oh. Lincoln. No, it's Q. Martin makes the hit. A turnover on downs for the Columbia Lions. Q. Martin wow. did an outstanding job shedding his blocker. There was supposed to be a little slip screen out here to the outside. He did a super, super job slip, getting away from his blocker and makes the tackle uh, six yards in the backfield. Wow. Turnover on downs for the Lions at their own 49-yard lines where they'll take over first and 10. And, boys, let's take this one on to the house, too, right here. As the rain continues to fall here at homecoming here 2021 as the Lions are up 21 to nothing, 7 minutes, 23 seconds to go here in this second quarter. 
Here's Usselton. There goes Q Martin. Gets the ball. The jet sweep around the left side looking for a block. There's a flag. It's probably coming back this way, but he gets nine yards on the carry around well, the left side of the line. I think they're going to call an illegal block or an illegal crackback. That's a really illegal ticky tack call. Oh, an illegal shift? Yeah. Okay. That, all right. Well, that, that may have been. Yes, that's an illegal shift. You're right. Uh, that may have been the, the case. Actually, yeah. right as the play was was yeah. developing, or right as they snapped it, that's when you're getting the illegal right. shift. Yeah, you had two men. You had two men moving in the backfield, and that's that's the illegal shift part. So that backs Columbia up to their thirty, or excuse me, to their forty-four yard line, where it'll be first and fifteen. There is the clock now at seven minutes eleven seconds. Columbia leading twenty-one to nothing over the Nolansville Knights here at Homecoming, twenty twenty-one. Hustleton brings his team to the line of scrimmage. He's under center. It's where he's been all night. Got Ryan Patterson in the wing back, but he's going to hand off to another. That's Jordan Davis right there who skips his way in that little trap play right up the middle. He picks up 10 yards. It's going to make it or actually 11 yards. That'll make it second and four as they cross into Nolansville territory to the 45-yard line. That puts us right back on schedule to keep this drive moving at a pace that we that we like to keep control with it. Like you say, run this clock. Run this clock. Here are the Lions. At the Nolansville 45-yard line, second and four. There's Ryan Patterson in the motion. Give it to Caden McCoy up the middle. He's looking for room. Scratches and claws his way close to the first down. He's going to pick up about three for sure, so it's going to make it third and short. Third and about one and a half to get the first down. they got to make it to the 41-yard line of Nolansville, and they spot it at the 42-yard line. So not far at all to go. So here on third down, Coach, I'm thinking we're in four-down territory. I don't know about you. But the way our With, defense yeah, is playing. The way our defense is playing and the way our special teams have been up it, and down, yes, I, I agree with you. I think we we're four down territory here. Plus, we've had control of the line of scrimmage. If we don't go backwards right here, but let's right. go forward, get the first down. Here's Jordan Davis going to give to McCoy. He's looking. He's got the first down. He's got more. He's down to the 30. He crosses in over the 30-yard line, down to the 29-yard line before he's finally brought down. He just doesn't want to go down. He goes through right through the middle of that line of scrimmage and just picks his blockers and just goes right off of each one of them and just continues to drive hard and get positive yardage. He's also so quick as a jitterbuggy, yeah. they cannot get a solid hit on him, and so they're having to reach and grab at him, and he's running through all that. And he moves his feet right to left, and, it, and they're grabbing air. So Kyler Murray. I don't know if y'all watched the yeah. Titans last week, but that's what Kyler <laughs> Murray did. Unfortunately, we did. Here's Usselton <laughs> going to give to Davis this time. No, yeah, that's Davis. Around the run, ball's on the oh. ground, and Nolansville gets it. Nolansville falls on it at the 24-yard line as Jordan Davis was trying to reach for more, trying to get as much as he could after picking up about six yards on the play. He just went one too many times, and that ball, again, I'm guaranteeing you, it's a wet ball, and it's kind of hard to hang on to. Unfortunate for the Lions, but at least it's down further into night territory where we give up the ball. Yeah, he's trying to make, like you said, he's trying to work for that extra He's trying to work for that extra uh, extra yard, and he, I think he started to stretch the ball out, and it got away from him when he did it. He's just got to keep that thing tight into his chest. So, 
Nolansville takes over with five minutes, ten seconds to go here in the second quarter. It's Kobe Walton at center, going to give to Johnson right up the middle. He's got a little hole, but then it quickly closes by Watson Harvey and Joseph Whaley as from their linebacker positions. He picks up two yards on the play, maybe three. Terry's saying three. I'd like to call it two. But it's second and seven officially from the 27-yard line of the Knights. Yeah, Four we're minutes and 45 seconds in the clock running here in the second quarter. Columbia's leading 21 to nothing. We're already at a stage of the game. We don't want to give up chunk plays. We'll give up three and four yards, make them drive the long way to get this There's to get anything done. There's movement. There's movement on the on Nolansville. That's going to back them up five yards. False start for the, the Knights as uh, our defensive front was actually shifting, and that caused their offensive lineman to come out of his stance. So they need to keep doing that. They did that last week a little bit that, that helped us. Not enough, but helped us some last week. So a four-man front faced by the Kobe Walton and the Nolansville Knights as they are now at their 22-yard line facing second and 12. Going to fake it to Watt to Johnson right up the middle. And it throws a quick screen out to the right side of the field. Not much pickup there as Watson Harvey races over and Jay Frierson races over to make that tackle after about a five-yard pickup. It'll make it third and about seven for the Nolansville Knights at their own 27-yard line. If we can keep back here again, that puts our defense right on schedule. Third and long. We can get a good pressure with our front four like we have been tonight. We'll keep him uncomfortable so he can't throw a good strike. Huge play here for the Columbia defense to get off the field. There goes the oh, ball's oh, on the ground. Ball's on the ground. That's oh, holding. Oh, that's holding. And he's going to go down anyway. anyway. But that should have been a holding call all the way sat back at the 16-yard line by Antoine Moore, Levante Addison, and Malik Smith all combined to make that sack way back downfield. So it's going to be fourth and forever for the for – the, what is it? 11-yard sack. Okay, 11-yard sack, Terry just, says. Thank you, Terry. You know. And, Lee, you're right. There was a hold on the play, but it actually worked out to our advantage that he ran through the, he ran through the hold, and now they don't get the play over. They got the same yardage lost. And I understand, but you could have declined that. You could have declined it, right, if you would have made the if, tackle. If we make the tackle. Yeah. You're right. And, yeah, and, and, and if he does get away from us in that regard, then, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh, but I just, you know, when you see him and it's blatant, Especially at the point of the play. That's the, jersey, the part that's hard to understand. I mean, his jersey was pulled at least <laughs> yeah. six inches, if not a foot, off of his shoulder pads. Yeah, you if, know? It a, and if it was a backside hold. If it was a backside hold, it's one thing to see it. But, you know, that, that's at the point of the play right in front of the quarterback's uh, rush. Uh, the quarter, you know, the quarterback rush on him and, uh, and stuff. So, so did Nolansville take I think a timeout? Nolansville took a timeout. Okay, not sure why they would, but they did. Three minutes no, and sixteen back. seconds. I take that we took that timeout to stop the clock, give our offense another shot at driving the ball downfield. I just now, I just saw that. Okay. So back to punt at his inside his five-yard line is Reese Miller for the Knights. And back deep, Hidalgo and Q Martin, they're standing at their own 43-yard line. Awaiting this punt, the high snap. There's the punt away, another bad kick. It's not going to go anywhere, guys. Wow. I mean, it didn't even make it back to the original line of scrimmage. We're going to be at the 21-yard Three line. Three-yard punt. 20, at the 20-yard 20 20 line is where punt. Columbia takes over. Four. 
first and 10 with three minutes and 16 seconds to go. We still got two timeouts on the board, but we probably won't need that. We just need really one good play by one of our running backs or, I don't know, give it to the center. This this Let has been a refreshing change. A I'm been say, go ahead. I'm going to say we watched warm-up. That young man was putting the ball 45 yards every time. Yeah. But oh, no I, pressure yeah. on him. Yeah, I've watched him on film. He's been a, a fabulous kicker for sure. Yeah. So here's Osselton brings his team up to the line of scrimmage. A little different look this time with the offensive set. He's going to hand it to Q Martin. There's a ball on the ground. Ball's on the ground. They were going to try a reverse again, but Jordan Davis fell back on it. They were going to try a reverse to Davis. They gave it to Q Martin first, and he was going to try to reverse it again to Davis. But uh, maybe we should maybe, maybe we should just run that ball right up the middle and hold on with two hands. Yeah, know? I think he was trying for a dagger play right there. Just a poor, poor technique on the, on the double handoff right there. Um, it just didn't look pockets. good. It didn't look good from from the beginning. So so a loss of two on the play. That'll make it second and 12. That ball spotted now at the 22-yard line of Nolensville. There goes Q Martin in motion. Give to McCoy, looking for room around the left side. He gets just a little bit. Gets back past inside the 20 into the red zone, down to the, about the 18-yard line is where they'll spot him down. It'll be third and about eight for third and nine. They're going to call it now for the Lions as the clock runs with two minutes, 20 seconds to go here until halftime. As much success as we've had with the run uh, and the sweep, I'd almost anticipate right here either a play-action pass off of that uh, rollout pass or quarterback keeper. We've had a lot of success, and that's set up. He's got he's set up right now for it. They're crowding the line of scrimmage trying to stop it. Back into this double wingback set with Q Martin and Jordan Davis, Caden McCoy. Now another whistle blown. They're going to call a timeout. Columbia calls a timeout, and we'll take one with them here with one minute, 55 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Columbia threatening to score, facing a third nine at the night, 19. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as your Columbia Lions lead 21 to nothing over Nolansville uh, here at homecoming in Columbia. As the rain, guys, I think it's kind of stopped. It's just barely still it spitting yeah. a little bit, but uh, nothing like it has been. So Columbia facing now a third and nine at the Nolansville 19-yard line. Luke Usselton at quarterback as Q Martin gets the fake. And, and Usselton rolling around to his right, looking to throw, and is just short. Yeah, underthrown. So do we kick a field goal here? Are we in range of a field goal? Kind of stretching him and a little bit. It'd be 30, 37 That's yards. Doing. That's what we're doing. We're going to I think it's it. a good place to try it. Yes, why not? Add points. We've had points every – no, we had a fumble, right? We, I was going to yeah. say we had, we've had scores on every drive, but that one fumble, so – and. Uh, just a note, that was the first passing attempt in the game. Yeah. Ball's incomplete, but here's uh, here's Max Patton looking to convert on this 26, 36-yard field goal attempt. There's a snap. There's the set. There's the kick. 
And the Plenty kick is distance. good. Awesome. 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 As I'm high-fiving mama up here in the press box. <laughs> love it. Hey. hey, I love it. Yeah. I'm hearing all the names called by Brett Perry, the PA announcer here. Awesome. As a new score here in the ballgame as Columbia goes up 24 to nothing over Nolensville here at homecoming with a minute 51 to go here in the second quarter. So, guys, I mean, things, we're hitting on all cylinders. So we far, had, yes, we, we are. A couple of, you know, you go back to that first possession where we had that mental mistake, and then we had a fumble. I mean, you take those two plays away, and I'm not sure if we'd be looking at 30-something to nothing right now. Yeah, but uh, even with those, you know, even with those mistakes and stuff like that, we're still in control, definitely in control of the line of scrimmage. Again, the, the defensive line has risen up to the challenge that the coaches gave them this week to retake and reestablish themselves in the line. Max Patton tees up the ball at his own 40-yard line. He approaches the tee, and there's the kick. And it's going to come to the far right side, picked up at the 22-yard line as he makes it across the 30, approaching the 40-yard line, still on his feet, still got room. Max Patton, Max Patton finally makes the makes Max Patton the kicker makes the <laughs> makes the play at the Columbia 47-yard line is where. They run the ball back. That is number 23, the up back, Jalen Jackson, the senior for the Knights, who gets the ball here on the near sideline. He races across the middle of the field and almost to the right side of the field, the far side, and goes all the way across midfield to the 46-yard line of Columbia where the Knights will take over first and 10. Here's Kobe Walton in the shotgun, being pressured, looking for room. He's going to go down again, another sack. That's Levante Addison, yeah, Le Levante Addison, and also Jaravius Hall in on that sack as it's 10 yards back downfield into Columbia territory. They'll spot it all the way at the 46-yard line of Nolensville, where it will be second and 19 as the clock now approaching a minute to go here in the second quarter. Nolensville trying to get lined up. They're lined up offsides. That should be a penalty. But oh, oh ball's ball, on the ball, ground. Ball, ball. Ball's on the ground. Still on the ground. That's it's, ours. It's, it's ours. picked up by Malik Smith at the 26-yard line as he falls on it. Kobe Walton takes the shotgun snap and just loses it, and the ball continues to roll backwards, and Malik Smith alertedly falls on that ball at the 26-yard line. So we've got 58 seconds to get back another score right here. Let's hope we can do it. Now, that was a raindrop. <laughs> he uh, he was dropping back to pass, and as he cocked his hand back to throw the ball, he just slipped out of his hand and went backwards instead of forward. Obviously a fumble on that. Terry, what do you got? Now, the last score, Columbia went 20 yards in three plays, kept capped it off with a 26-yard field goal. 36. Uh, 36, I'm sorry, from Max Patton. 24 to nothing, Columbia. Minute 51 left in the game, and now we're mo moving again. Thank you, Terry. First and 10, 58 seconds to go at the 22-yard line of Nolensville. There's Luke Usselton. He's looking to throw. He's got Q Martin all alone. Q Martin had gone into motion and had come out of the backfield all alone. Luke Usselton, just a short, uh, the throw was just too short to get to him, but he would have had daylight right there. And the way Q Martin runs, that would have been six, but not to be. If he'd have just stepped out a little bit and thrown it and followed through, he short-armed that and it came up short. I think he saw a man coming up at him uh, unblocked, 
if he'd have just been able to step in and extend that arm, he had him wide, wide open. Beautiful, beautiful setup on the play. It really was. Second and 10 at the 22 of Nolansville. 52 seconds to go. Columbia has one timeout remaining here in the half. Osselton this time in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his left hip. He's looking to throw. There's the throw. Gets Jordan Davis at the 20. Jordan Davis still on his feet. Almost gets down to the 16, the 17-yard line where he picks up close to the first down. They've got to hurry. It's 40 seconds and counting now for the clock. they got to really hurry. They're not hurrying. <laughs> not enough. 30 seconds now on the clock. Usselton in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Time to throw. Throws across the middle to Jace Hope. That's a first down. First and pocket, down, pocket. down at the 11. No, that stops the clock with the first down. That will stop but get up and clock. Give them, a, give them a chance. 18 seconds. Call their play. They got to get the chain set. There goes the clock. There goes the yep. spike. 16 seconds. 15 seconds now is where they'll stop it. First and 10 at the 11-yard line is where we are right here with 15 seconds to go. Columbia leads 24 to nothing over Nolansville here on homecoming night. And I'm looking across the way, and I, can, I can't really. It's still just barely spitting rain. So... But the grass is still really yeah. wet, and so that's going to affect the ball as it comes up after the snap. Off no the doubt. snap. No doubt. So turnovers are, are have been crucial. I'm not sure, Terry, if you've got a count on turnovers from both sides, but that's going to be interesting to see here later. Here goes. Oh, oh there's a whistle, yeah. and they're going to be a procedure on Columbia. It's going to back them up five yards. Didn't need that, but. Gives us a little more room to look at the play. Let's see what we've got dialed up. We've got that one timeout for sure. We can know we can kick 36 yards, so we're inside that. So let's don't blow an opportunity to get points on the board here. Usselton under center at the 16-yard line. He's going to fake it to Q Martin. Looking downfield, wide open downfield. There's a whistle, a missed incomplete pass, trying to hit Caden McCoy crossing the middle, but he had Bubba Perkins just wide open. Or is that Ciante Morris that was just wide open in the end zone, waving his hands like, come on, throw it to me, throw it to me, throw it to me. That was on Terrace Sharp that was wide open uh, in the end. No, it wasn't. That was Bubba Perkins, like I said to begin with. That was Bubba, number 16. Yeah, with 10 seconds, we still have time to make a make a throw to the end zone to see if we can get it in and then still have time to kick the field goal. We still have a timeout left as well. Third and 15 from the 16 is Columbia. Usselton in the shotgun. Here's the snap. He's got time to throw. He throws it across field. It's oh, intercepted pitch. at the oh, 10. Man. And there's nobody there. There's nobody there. He's going to take it back all the way. No, no. He's, gonna, he's crossed 40 and down to the 35-yard line as time runs out. As time runs out, uh, Usselton just an, an inadvised pass uh, that he threw there. And uh, Nick Orifice, the junior, just waiting at the 10-yard line, picks it off and runs all the way down to the 35-yard line of Columbia. But that ends halftime for Columbia. So, again, we'll keep up with those turnovers. That one didn't even matter. We'll we'll throw that one out. Yeah, great was, hustle on Caden McCoy's part of chasing him down the field and making him stop and letting pursuit catch up to him and then making the tackle to, to, to end the half and, and keep – uh, 
keep the shutout alive. For sure. And uh, it's been a great half, great first half here on homecoming night for the Columbia Central Lions as they lead 24 to nothing over the Nolansville Knights here on homecoming as the rain now picks back up as both teams uh, retreat to their locker rooms and we'll have a little halftime show and we want to let you know that you're going to be joining J.P. Plant and TriStar Friday Night Live right here on Front Porch Sports Radio Network as they'll give you highlights and scores from all over the mid-state plus all across the state they'll keep keep us highlighted so we'll take a break here at halftime tell you it's 24 to nothing columbia winning here at homecoming you're listening to columbia central lions football on the front porch sports radio network are you thinking about a new fence maybe you need a pole bar then you should give sands fence company a call that's 931-309-1644 will sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty quality and integrity sands fence company has been in business for over 20 years providing the community with farm residential and commercial fencing as well as pole barns and buildings call today for a free estimate sands fence company 931-309-1644 931-309-1644 Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Wave, and you're listening to 103.7 FM, WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Coach for a couple of years, and then and then he'll be cracking to go. But you know what? He's, he definitely looks like a different player here three four games later after that season opener. Tyler, we've had varying reports all over the mid-state. Some places have gotten a lot of rain. It sounded like what I heard from you that that has not been a big factor tonight. Nope, we're, we're dry out here. It's humid. Uh, I brought my rain gear. It's in my bag, and uh, I'm prepared for a, a downpour, but you know, I haven't looked at the radar or anything, but we're good. I mean, we haven't had a drop of rain. It's just pretty muggy. I don't know what's happening across the area, but it sounded like it's kind of up in the air. I guess we'll see. Well, we've got two more quarters, so I'm hoping it, hoping it stays that way. Uh, but both these teams have, have good running games, especially Brentwood. I mean, I would say – you know, if they can, if, if it turns into a downpour situation, uh, Brentwood's line and it's kind of power running style. They're very methodical. I would almost give the the edge to the Bruins if, if the game turns that way. Got you. Listen, Tyler. Uh, first of all, thank you for the update. Uh, continue to keep us updated because this one sounds like it could go right to the wire. Will do, guys. Thank you. Okay, that's a good report right there. Uh, Tyler Palmatier with uh, uh, the Ravenwood uh, halftime score and uh, a quarterback on his way to Division One to Florida State. Yeah, um, that one's uh, always going to be interesting. And we, we knew it would be tied despite the records, George, of the Battle of the Woods. Um, you know, Brentwood is, you know, despite their record, they're going to not sneak up, but they're going to win one that their record says – uh, that they shouldn't win. And this could be it, only down a, a touchdown, and they're at home. So uh, it's going to be a fun second half. Got an update. We, we we heard from Murphy earlier, or got the word from Murphy, that Lewis County, Hickman County game in Hohenwald has been postponed. Um, another game in the south part of the state, Mount Pleasant at Loretto. 
they um i'm assuming postponed or canceled we have can't confirm but they're not playing tonight we know that no score in that game uh so they have shut it down for the night uh, due to weather so we'll hopefully get some updates on what that means moving forward um if they're going to try to get that one going uh maybe tomorrow or make it up because that is a region game yeah, it sounds like uh, Southern Middle Tennessee is getting it worse than everywhere else. Um, not that I'm Stay a weatherman, it. although I try to play one. Um, but that's the way it sounds, that uh, yep. to the south, they're getting a little bit more than we are here in the Middle Tennessee area. Yeah, no question. George, you got uh, another reporter on the line, a game you'll be interested to hear about, Russell Venosi, who is at Davidson Academy at BGA. Russell, give me good news. Hey, guys. Yeah, George, I got good news for your BGA Wildcats. It is 31-8 to at halftime. And uh, Sean Williams has four touchdowns in the first or in the first half. I believe two receiving and two rushing. So BGA has just come out and, uh, and, and put the pressure on Davidson Academy here. And uh, really, Davidson had his first test in Division II AA. So, uh, you know, if you had told me BGA was ahead, I don't guess I'd have been shocked, but 31 to 8, that is a little bit of a surprise. What's happened? Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised too. I was actually one of the only couple of people in our company that picked BGA to win this game, so I'm like you, I'm, I'm not surprised that they're winning. Uh, probably should have accounted for the fact though that this is I mean, this really is Davidson Academy's toughest test in a couple of years. Um they have, they have been beating up on Division II single-A teams for a while, and uh, this is kind of a different ballgame here. So um, as that kind of played out and as you kind of see the physicality difference between the two teams, it, it makes a lot of sense why BGA is up right now. Well, you know I'm thrilled. Uh, this this would be a big win for uh, uh, BGA's program. It would send them to 3-2 and two if they could hold on to it, and I'm guessing – Based on what I'm hearing, weather has not been a factor, or has it? Yeah, don't want to jinx anything here, but weather it, we've got clear uh, clear weather here, so it uh, feels a little damp from I guess some showers earlier, but haven't had any rain tonight. Um, but you're right, yeah, this would be a big win for DGA. They've really got to clean up any game they can get because you know when they face CPA and Lipscomb Academy, those are going to be those are going to be real tough contests. So if they can get some of these other games and they can kind of secure uh, a spot for the playoffs. Russell, anything else you want to share with us? I think that's all I got, gentlemen, but thanks thanks for having me. Russell Van Ozy reporting from God's country, JP. <laughs> uh, that is good news. That just made your night, George. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Made your night. Yeah, they're probably inspired by the fact I'm not there. Uh, you know, that that could be. That could be it. <laughs> We'll see. Um, yeah, we've got more halftime games. Um, our next break uh, at 17. Uh, so our, our affiliates that may be joining us at the half will continue to get some updates, uh, trying to get uh, a couple more um, as uh, scores are coming in at the half, and we'll have a scoreboard update. Uh, so stand by. Uh, we've got another reporter at the half, uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Columbia, where Nolansville is in town, and George Chris Yao on the line with us. Chris, what's going on? Man, it is a crazy night here in Columbia. There's that. Homecoming and 
right now the Nolansville band is the most entertaining thing I've seen all night. <laughs> I promise you. This may this may be the greatest halftime performance I've ever seen in high school football. I, I can attest, George, Nolansville, their band is phenomenal. We've got a lot of great oh, bands, but, but they're entertaining. So tell me about the game. Well, it's uh, I, I can tell you this, George. Nolansville came to town, and they were not ready for this rushing attack. Columbia Central has ran the ball 24 times over 200 yards in the first half. Oh, and, wow. Yes. It is 24 to nothing currently. Columbia Central on top. And Nolansville just – I don't think they have quite gotten over last week's uh, Innsworth game. They just have no answer right now for, for this wing tee offense. Nobody's staying at home. Every time they run a wing back sweep, it's – goes for 20, 30, and sometimes 40 yards a couple of times. So right now, Columbia Central is certainly in the driver's seat. Uh, they'll get the ball coming out of the second half. I think uh, if the Lions can get a score, that may be the end. Chris, isn't it amazing when you rush for nine yards per carry? It's hard to lose. It really is. They, they've not had to throw the ball too much, obviously. And when you have a sophomore quarterback and you can kind of give him some relief with that run game when he is able to, to drop back and throw some passes, he's been pretty impressive as well. He's completed six of eight. He did have a pick on the last play of the first half, but that was just him trying to go to the end zone for a touchdown. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been all Columbia Central tonight. And this is a big game because right now Page and Franklin County are tied at eight at halftime as well. And I think at least Maurice and I both thought Page was the team to beat in that region. In the event that something crazy happens down in Winchester, Columbia Central, with a win tonight, as long as they can keep it up through the second half, would be in the driver's seat in this region. And Things could get a little crazy once Page and Columbia Central play. Now, obviously, there's still a half left, and no one still still has Samson Johnson. But right now, they've just not been able to put anything together either through the air, on the ground. This Columbia Central defense is fired up after being pushed around by Green Hill last week. And, well, they should be. Chris, great report. Uh, go back, enjoy the band, um, and I'll try to get you a Braves win in San Fran. <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to watch it when you get off the show. You're in good shape. Oh, uh, don't kid yourself. I, I've got the TV on right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, go brave. Take care, Chris. Chris Yao reporting from down in Columbia, Tennessee, where uh, Columbia Central, man, when you average nine yards per carry on the ground, yeah. you're going to win some football games, and it looks like Columbia Central is going to get that done to the night. 24 nothing at the half over a Nolansville team that a couple of years ago had turned into a little bit of a state power. Anyway, we'll uh, sort of take it from there and go to the 8-17 break. I say 8-17, that's in the central and western time zones in the east. 
It's 9-17, but... Hello, WKOM and WKRM listeners. My name is Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC in Columbia, Tennessee. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my grandfather, Robert Parks, and my great-grandfather, Julian Mays, in 1958, over 60 years ago. Being family-owned and operated, we invest in our community. You'll see our support everywhere you go. Schools, sports, band, and even charities. We invest in our community because we live here and we love this community. Come see me and my cousin, Robert Rogers, at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC right off Nashville Highway, or visit us at parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. From Bristol to Memphis, covering high school football, this is TriStar Friday Night Live, presented by the U.S. Army and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. With J.P. Platt, here's George Plaster. Devin, thank you so much. Welcome back into our coverage of week five of the high school football season. A lot going on, so let's right off the bat get you a scoreboard update. Brought to you by Wilson Bank and Trust. Visit WilsonBank.com. Dot com. JP, the floor is yours. With the latest scores you care about, here is a Wilson Bank and Trust scoreboard update. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, let's get to our Main Street Preps footprint. 
scores in the mid-state. White House Heritage 42-0 at the half over Sycamore. It is Ravenwood 14-7 over Brentwood at the half in the Battle of the Woods. BGA 31-8 over Davidson Academy at the half. That's a happy plaster. yeah. Yeah, it's a happy plaster so far. NBA at the half, George leading Father Ryan seven to nothing. A tight one there on West End. Yeah, uh, no Dick- scoring and, and impressive. JP given uh, Father Ryan's ability to throw the ball. Yeah, it is. It, you know, we've talked about some difficult schedules. Uh, NBA has certainly had one of their own, to say the least. Uh, Dixon County leads McGavick at the half, or excuse me, trails at McGavick at the half six to nothing. We'll hear from Casey Patrick. Um, out of this scoreboard update uh, here in just a bit. Um, it is uh, Pope Prep. We heard from Dave Gould earlier, 21-14. to 14, They led at the half at Baylor. It is Forrest, 17-7. to 7. They lead at home versus Summertown in a critical 5-2A uh, region matchup. Summit continues there. A hot streak. They lead at home versus Centennial, 36-10. to That is at the half. It is Beach rolling on Clarksville tonight, 21 to nothing. That is late first half. Springfield at the half over Kenwood, 20 to nothing. Northeast and Portland tied at the half at 14 apiece. How about this one? Nashville Christian dominating tonight. Clarksville Academy, 26 to nothing. A tale of two weeks, George. Clarksville Academy, of course, last week against Tennessee Heat, 87 points. Uh, tonight, zero at this point. Yeah, should have saved a few of them Save up. Save a huh? few, yeah. Uh, Henry County, big on Northwest tonight, 41 to nothing. Uh, they've had a difficult schedule, and they appear to uh, be the better for it at this point. East Robertson at the half leads at Harpeth, 8 to nothing. Riverdale up big over Rockvale. Uh, we heard from Jeff Neal. Uh, and caught a score with, I believe, eight seconds to go. Um, the younger Holcomb is uh, throwing it all over the yard tonight. Uh, they lead big, I believe. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems, Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ledrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marks, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium at halftime as halftime festivities are wrapping up. Both teams are back on the field, warming up, getting set for the third quarter of the second half kickoff here as Columbia leads 24 to nothing over the Nolansville Knights here on homecoming. And the rain continues to fall, just a slow, steady, drizzly type of rain here on this uh, September night. So, but a great first half 
for your Columbia Central Lions. Let's hope they uh, talked about what the, the good things they did in the locker room, Coach, but also talk about some of the things they could fix. Yeah, but you also want to make sure that they keep the edge on, keep the pressure on them and stuff like that. Don't let up. Don't let the big score fool you because Nolansville can strike quickly. And that's the thing we got to keep in mind. we got to keep that pressure on their quarterback, keep him uncomfortable in the pocket. Well, Terry, you were keeping up with some stats there for the first half. Let's go over those stats here before we uh, begin. They're going to give us a three-minute kind of a warm-up here before we begin yep. the second half. Yeah, uh, obviously with the score 24 nothing, you can imagine, for Nolansville, they've had 28 offensive plays for a total of 28 yards. Uh, there were 14 wow. rushing attempts for a total of 18 yards and seven pass completions out of 14 attempts for 46 yards. They had two fumbles, lost them both. Uh, they've only had three first downs. Uh, for And uh, for Columbia, 29 plays, 208 yards, uh, 22 rushes for 192 yards, two of seven on passes for 16 yards. We, d- we did have one fr- uh, interception at the end, and we did lose a fumble early on. Uh, Get a little individual stats for you. Uh, Luke Usselton uh, was two of seven for 16 yards, got the interception late. The big stats are rushing yards. Jordan Davis, seven for 107 yards, 15.3 yard average. Kalen Caden Mc- McCoy, 10 rushes for 74 yards, and he's had a touchdown. Q Martin, three for seven with the touchdown. Luke Usselton, two for four with that touchdown with that quarterback sneak late there at the end. Receiving yards, uh, I've only had two completions. Uh, Jordan Davis and Jace Holt, he's caught an eight-yard completion. Max Patton has had three extra points, and he had one field goal for one attempt. So 36-yard field goal Yeah, 36-yard so. field goal. So, um, you know, Nolansville, their stats were quite low, so I don't even know if it's I'm trying to, there we go. Uh, 7 of 14 for 46 yards for Colby Walton. Their big rusher, Samson Johnson, 7 attempts for 21 yards. We really bottled him up. Uh, as a uh, Colby Walton, 6 for a minus 29. Wow. Receiving yards, Chance Fitzgerald, 1 for 19. Sam Johnson, 4 for 17. And two other completions for a total of 10 yards. Uh, punting, Reese Miller, has had a horrible night, and we thought he was a fairly good kicker. He's had two punts for a total of 11 yards, wow. and that's really, really helped us uh, overall. So, again, man, we've only thrown, you know, we had the two, co- we had little passes here late at the end. Uh, we didn't have any till that last drive, but uh, there's no need to run, pass it when you can run like we've been running. So, good first half for the, for the Lions, 24 nothing, going into this, uh, going into the second half, so Go Columbia. Thank you, Terry. The Lions have been impressive, and the stats actually show it. Uh, the total yardage, 209 to, what would you say? The 28. 28 yards total for total. Nolansville in that first half. As Nolansville was, uh, after their warm-ups, it looked like they had a, a player meeting only there at the at this, uh, the uh, left end zone here, the south end zone or the west end zone, if you will, here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So hopefully uh, uh, we're, we're going to keep bringing it to them as the rain continues to come down here. It kind of held off for halftime, and then now it's picked back up. So Columbia set to receive the opening kickoff here in the second half as the they won the toss at the beginning of the game and deferred their option, and so they will receive. So 
Uh, the, big, the big thing is going to be keep the pressure on them, keep the drive, keep the long uh, time eating drive going with the running game, uh, keep the pressure on the quarterback with our front four. I think that the defense, and especially the defensive front, has uh, has, has risen to the challenge. I, I have a feeling that you know the the practices were pretty intense this week, and they have stepped up and and responded well to to the gut check that we mentioned at the end of the game last week. No doubt about it. As uh, Reese Miller is getting the ball from the referee and going to tee it up at his own 40-yard line as they'll be kicking off from right to left. Q Martin, Caden McCoy, and Adrian Hidalgo are back deep for the Lions, standing at about their 15-yard line. So we're all set to begin this third quarter of play, and uh, we're looking for an onside kick here, but no, he's going to pooch it, and Adrian Hidalgo is going to get it at the 16. He's at the 20, looking for room, cuts back across field at the 25, and then he still circles back around, but he's going to go down for a loss after he had a lot of yardage gained up to the 25-yard line. He retreats backwards, and they're going to put him, pin him down at about the 17 is uh, where it looks like that Columbia will take over first and 10 as we begin this third quarter of play as Columbia leads 24 to nothing here on homecoming night 2021 in Columbia. We've got to get out of that habit of trying to reverse our field to get to re- to, to get to the other side of the field and just take what we can get on that. Uh, trying hard, but that's not a, not a real good technique. So here's Osselton with McCoy and Q Martin. In the backfield, going to give to us Jordan Davis. He's coming over the right side looking for room. He picks up six yards on the play up to the 22-yard line is where they'll spot him down. Maybe four, more like four yards on the play. I thought he got more than that, but second and six for the Lions here just underway here in the third quarter at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Rain continues to fall down, and guys, I don't know how much you all saw that halftime show, but Nolansville, their band is really, and and Columbia's band's really good too, but Nolansville band, uh, I mean, like twice the size of ours, and they just uh, did an outstanding job. Both, Both bands did. Hand off to McCoy up the middle, and he's got room. He breaks it, gets his first down up close to the 30-yard line before he's finally brought down by the Knights' line, uh, linebackers, and that was Nick Rosamondo who made that tackle, and uh, he comes up kind of limping on the play, but a great run by Caden McCoy as uh, he rushes right up the middle of that line of scrimmage of the Columbia Lions. And, if we can just keep doing that and hold on to that ball yeah. because it's going to be wet, and we saw it drop at least uh, five times it was put on the ground in that first half. So there's no doubt that ball's slippery. Here's Osselton. He's going to give it to McCoy up the middle. McCoy looking for room. He breaks and pushes his way, grinds his way through to about four yards pickup or five yards on the play. He's going to make it second and five. He gets up to the just shy of the 35-yard line of Columbia where it will be. Now they'll move the chain back, the marker back. It'll be second and six at the 34-yard line just underway here in the third quarter. Musselton brings his group up to the line of scrimmage. He's under center. 
There goes Q Martin in motion, going to give to McCoy right at the middle, but he's met in the backfield, and he's going to go down for a loss of at least five, maybe six yards on the play. More than that, actually. Yeah. Uh, eight-yard loss. Yeah, eight yards loss on the play, so it's going to bring up a crucial third-down conversion here for the Lions as uh, they're going to be looking at third and 14, third and a long 13, that they've got to make it up to just right at the their own 40-yard line. The ball spotted now at the 28-yard line, 27-yard line. Another, another example of him trying to, you know, retreating yards, trying to get around the pursuit and just can't do it. Here's Usselton. Going to fake it to Martin. He's looking for a man downfield. He's got McCoy across the line, and he makes his first down as he, he jumps. As he's getting tackled, he reaches for that line to gain, and he gets it at the 41-yard line, gets it by yard. But that's a first down for the Lions, a crucial, crucial conversion there on third and long. The swing tee set up with all the misdirection and stuff like that on all the window dressing really is confusing Nolansville still. And uh, they're, they're just a half a step late reacting to the defense. And, and uh, with our athleticism, we're able to take advantage of a lot of it. And that's the same play they've been – they've had success on that. They've missed it a couple of times, but they've made it a couple of times, and that was a big success. Here goes Jordan Davis around the right yeah. side, and he's going to get – caught up and for no gain on the play as uh, he is tackled right at the line of scrimmage. He was lucky to actually make it back to the line of scrimmage as their defensive end, uh, Talon Wine, or Ween, is uh, on the tackle. Terry? Yeah, I do have one region score. That's a final. It's a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Page, uh, who's 4-0, went down to Franklin County and beat him 15-8. to The by game's one touchdown. already over? Yes, how could that be already over? I don't know when it started, but, oh, excuse me, third quarter. Okay. I thought it was just half-time. It was half-time, and they were tied at it, eight. It's I now 15 to eight. 15 to eight. They were tied at eight at halftime. Yeah, so. that's just a little surprise. That is a, that is a surprise with uh, Paige being ranked in the top ten. So an early timeout for the Lions here as they couldn't get the play or something in. I'm not sure what happened there, but we'll take a quick break with them. Eight minutes and eight seconds to go here in the third quarter. Columbia has a second and ten upcoming. They're leading 24 to nothing here on homecoming night over Nolansville. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers, and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented, and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. For the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRN. That's pretty impressive. We've been doing this for 75 years. I didn't know you guys were that old. <laughs> yeah, well, no, some of us wear age a little better. Yeah, we started we were negative 10. <laughs> I heard Lewis on the, on the radio last week talking about 9-11. And he said he was a negative three yes, when 9-11 happened. So, anyway, here we go. Luke Osselton, second and ten. He's going to hand off to Jordan Davis. And Davis has met right at the line of scrimmage. Nowhere to go. No gain. Going to be third and ten for the Lions at their own 41-yard line. As uh, the main thing, that clock 
continues to run on that mm -hmm. running play. Seven minutes, 50 seconds and counting now, but we definitely need a uh, first down conversion as they'll face third and nine here at their 42-yard line. Yeah, Nolensville is attacking now that off-tackle real quickly. Uh, expect here a counter of some kind, reverse or a counter or boot, uh, bootleg. Here's Usselton in the shotgun. Got Cade McCoy on his right hip. Got three receivers to his left on the wide side of the field. And he's looking that way. There's the throw and a catch. And a first down to Jordan Davis. Gets 12, 15 yards on the play. Gets into Nolensville territory. Down to the 45-yard line where it will be first and 10 for the Lions. And that's going to keep the clock running as well after the marking of the first down. And talking with the coaches uh, earlier this week, they've been working an awful lot about their drop back passing. And there's an example there. They spread the field a little bit, trips to one side, single receiver to the other, just a straight drop back pass, uh, hit a little hitch for the first get down yardage and made a little extra after that. Great play there. Great, great poise by Luke Usselton at the quarterback position. He was un, un no, nobody around yeah. him. He just took his time, aimed for his target, and put it right on the spot. So here he is. He's going to hand off to McCoy, looking for room around the right side, and he gets about three yards, two yards on the play. He'll make it to the 43 of Nolansville, or the 44 now they'll call it. So it'll be second and eight, a long eight for the Lions as that clock runs six minutes, 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter. And continuing that conversation with the coaches, they said Coach Moore's been really, really patient about in implementing the passing game, working it in as the kids could understand it and had a chance to work on it and practice it. So here's Luca Usselton, that familiar set. Oh, there was movement, but they didn't call it, thank goodness. A little reverse around to Q Martin. He's looking for room, and more. he gets racked as he crosses the line of scrimmage, and he's going to pick up about two on the play. So it's another third down for the Lions as they get to the 41. They've got to make it to the 35 of Nolansville for the first down. Five minutes, 50 seconds to go. Columbia leads 24 to nothing here on homecoming 2021. Rain still falls. That ball's definitely wet out there as it sits, and they're not covering it at all. It's just, just a wet football. So Usselton this time in the shotgun. Cade McCoy on his left hip. Three receivers to his right. He's looking to his right. Now he's throwing. He's got a man open, and it's Jordan Davis. And guess what? First down. No, it. he dropped it as he had it on the ground. It ball pops out. He was all alone, had the ball right in the numbers. And uh, as he went down to bring that ball in, it just kind of popped free as he hit the ground. So he didn't maintain control as he hit the ground. So it falls incomplete. Going to bring up a fourth down. And this is it me, or is this our first punt? This, this is our first punt. They face fourth and six at the Nolansville 41, so a chance to pin them back deep. We need a good snap here, Lewis, and a good punt from Max Patton. There's a good snap. He juggles it, and he gets blocked, but picked up by Jace Hove, but that's going to turn over on downs, but uh, Max just kind of kind yeah. of fumbled the ball there. It was a just, perfect snap. Just yeah. barely fumbled the ball, and he just kind of lost it, went to the ground, and... Uh, he was, well, he actually got blocked, right? I mean, <laughs> he, he got tackled pretty he hard. Got tackled. Uh, the ball came loose, and we were able to pick it up just to kind of stop the play. So, unfortunate, but 5-16 to go. Nolansville takes over at their own 47-yard line, first and 10. Here's Colby Walton, their first chance here in the second half. He's looking to throw. 
Downfield, he's got a man open, got plenty of distance, and he's across the 30 down to the 25-yard line before he's brought down by Joseph Whaley and Jay Frierson, but way too much on that play as that ball's complete to Ben Coggin, who's been a thorn in our side. What little success that Nolansville has had has been that connection to that, that player right there, number 10, Ben Coggin. So Walton, a great presence there to stay in the pocket and hit his open man. He's going to hand it to Johnson this time up the center. But Watson Harvey's not going to let that go. Watson hits him right at the line of scrimmage and holds on and holds till he's got some other Lions to come up and help make the finish off that tackle. He's going to pick up two yards maybe on the play. Or is it? It's at, they've got it at the 24-yard line, so it's going to make it second and eight for Nolensville as that clock continues to run. Four minutes, 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Columbia leads 24 to nothing. This is the most threat that uh, uh, pass across the middle, and it's complete down to the 13-yard line. Goes Ben Coggin again, the complete pass from Colby Walton to Ben Coggin, his wide receiver on the right side of the field as he gets down to the 12-yard line now, they'll call it. Would it be first and 10 for Nolensville there? This is the most that they've threatened the whole game. Oh, ball's on the ground again, and he hands off to Johnson, and the ball is still, I'm not sure where that ball is. He was, after the ball went on the ground, he was still going to try to hand it off to Johnson. It looked like Johnson didn't want any part of it. And Walton <laughs> just, just had to eat it. So he takes a six-yard loss, uh, at least five-yard loss. They'll spot it way back at the 20-yard line, and they've got to get to the one for the first down. Second and 14. Here's Walton. Looking to throw this time, looking left, going towards the end zone, touchdown, Nolensville. Chance Fitzgerald, and that should be a penalty. He he spiked the ball, and he does, he does, his helmet came off, and he was getting up a little happy about that touchdown. But you know, truth be known, he might have been held even as he was catching the ball. It was close. But, uh, no penalty on the Lions, but a celebration penalty afterwards is definitely going to be enforced. Unsportsmanlike conduct against the Lions, but they do get on the scoreboard with three minutes, 33 seconds to go here in the third quarter. They've got six points on the board. Columbia, 24. And just a quick question, Coach. His helmet came off. In high school, do they have to leave the field to play for one play? Well, if the helmet is pulled off of them, no, they don't have to. Gotcha. Uh, as it comes off as a matter, of course, of contact or something like that, they do. Gotcha. In this case, it was uh, it, the judgment was he pulled it off or that was pulled off of him. Yeah, he's coming back in. Yeah, he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll be allowed to come back in. What we've got to do is get the pressure back on the quarterback. They've made an adjustment in their blocking, and our front four is not getting back there. And, our, and Nolensville's quarterback is having way too much time to sit back and scan the field. Uh, where he did not have that time in the first half. So what are they going to do? Force this on the kick, or are they going to back him up right now? They're right backing now. him up right now. And uh, they bring in their kicking team. They were. It looked like Nolanville was going to try to go for two uh, if they were going to keep the ball down there. But now they bring it back to the 18-yard yeah. line is where the ball will be spotted. And they'll line up to kick the ball. It'll be a 35-yard extra point attempt. Interesting decision on that because uh, some coaches might would have might have opted to enforce it on the kickoff and, and get really good field position on the return. 
I'll say they, there's the snap, there's the kick, and that kick looks good. good and it good is good for the extra point, a 35-yard extra point for the Knights as they get their first points on the board with three minutes, 33 seconds to go here in this third quarter. Columbia still leading 24-7 over Nolansville. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. With their jewelry repairs. Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Nolansville Knights get their first points of the night on the board. It's 24-7. Columbia leads with 3 minutes 33 seconds to go here in the third quarter as uh, Nolansville Lines up, ready to kick off from their own 40-yard line, kicking deep. Adrian Hidalgo gets it at his 18. He's across the 20, across the 30. He's looking for room, and he gets to the 35, and he's going to go down right there. So good field position, maybe to the 36 is where they'll spot it, where Columbia will take over first and 10. Now we just need to stay on schedule, get back get back to our running game, and, and start, start pressing the line and start eating up clock. And no more punts. Right? So if we're not punting, that means we're, we're moving the ball. We're moving the ball. No punts. Going to be interesting to see what kind of uh, adjustments the defense for Nolansville has made. They're really they, attacking that off-tackle play hard now. Uh, should be susceptible to some kind of counter or trap. And here we go. Jordan Davis, Caden McCoy in the backfield. And uh, Usselton going to hand off to Jordan Davis, looking for room around the right side. He breaks one tackle, gets through another one, gets it up to the 40-yard line. So a pickup of about five on the play for the Lions, or maybe six. So to make it second down and a, a long four to go. Second down and four for the Lions as they'll mark it, spotted at the 40 at their own 40-yard line. Clock runs, three minutes, 12 seconds to go here in this third quarter. Good long running play, uh, outside sweep, did a good job sealing off the edge, letting him turn the corner for five. Usselton brings his team to the line of scrimmage under center. Caden McCoy, the lone setback. There goes Q Martin in uh, motion. Give it to Caden McCoy around the left side. Not much room there at all, maybe a yard. He stretches the ball out. He'll get it to the 41, the 42, and looks like Caden McCoy slow to get up. That's not a good sign. Chase Hoth is tending to him right now as the trainers Looks like will it may come be a out. Cramp. Like a cramp. Humidity may be starting to catch up. Let's hope so. We'll take an injury timeout, and uh, we'll check on uh, Caden McCoy as they attend to him. 
and tell you with two minutes 38 seconds to go you're listening in the third quarter you're listening to columbia central lions football on the front porch sports radio network oasis liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern middle tennessee owner terry boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility he welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid id he urges everyone to drink responsibly don't drink and drive please use a designated driver oasis liquors is open seven days a week monday through thursday eight to nine friday and saturday open later and sunday 11 to 7 visit oasis liquors at 404 west james campbell boulevard in columbia Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. For the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRM. Back to the booth, here's Lee Maddox. Cade McCoy walks off the field on his own power. Hopefully he's okay. Christian Biggers comes into the lineup for the first time tonight. So Luke Olselton, his team facing a third and four, going to give it to Q Martin in the backfield, and he's hit right away, and he's still powering his way forward, gets a couple of yards, gets two yards on the play, but it's going to be short of the first down of the yard to gain. It's going to be third and one as they make it to the 43-yard line. It's actually their own 43-yard line. Actually, it's fourth fourth and one uh, at their own 43-yard line. So. That's going to bring up a punting situation for the Lions. A lot of confusion on the Lions' sideline, but I know they're trying to use up as much clock as they can. They they might have been considering going for that that play. I'm not sure, but not not right here. Uh, but we definitely need to. <laughs> we're not we're not hitting on all cylinders as we were before. So a lot of movement there in the line from the. There's movement, and they're going to call it this time on the Lions as uh, they get delaying game. game. Yeah, we were, were trying, we were trying to do a lot of shooting. And they didn't look like they were going to get set, and uh, then they, it was delay a game. Yeah, we were trying to do a lot of shifting to get them to jump off sides and give us that first down. Uh, I think now we'll go back to our more traditional setup and our traditional motion. Backs them up five, fourth and six at our own 38-yard line as uh, – Max Patton gets the snap. He gets the punt away, and this is a missile. This is a missile. It goes all the way and takes a Columbia bounce. Still rolling down inside the 15-yard line is where it will be spotted down at the 15. A great punt on behalf of Max Patton just when you really needed it most. Did a great, great job on that. Got it off into the into the coffin corner away from their receiver and let it roll. Uh, how, how Terry did you get the distance on the punt? Uh, when I was at the 15, so uh, 38, 38, 12, and 35, 47. 47, almost 50-yard punt. Flips the field to our advantage, makes them drive. Now we just don't want to give up big plays. Make them drive a little at a time. So here's or get a turnover. Nolansville, they'll take over first and 10 with a minute 14 to go here in this third quarter. 123 on the clock. 123 on the clock. Yeah, he let it. Yeah, he yeah. let it run. I've seen that. 
They're trying to adjust the clock. Right. It's at 114 now. It's at 123 where <laughs> Nolansville will take over first and 10 at their own 15-yard line. We really need a turnover right here, a, a huge stop on our defense to hold this bunch because they're almost uh, definitely going to be coming at us with everything they got now trying to get back into this ball game after finally reaching, you know, pay dirt on the previous drive. We need, to, we need to make a stand here like we were in the first half. Here's Walton. He's throwing deep. He's got Q Martin. Q Martin makes the interception at midfield. Q Martin read that play the whole way just like he was the receiver, and he intercepts Walton at the 47-yard line of Columbia. So just like that, Columbia goes back on offense. Great, great coverage. He had him on his hip pocket the whole way, and uh, we were able to just – he just reaches up and pl uh, t plucks it from him. Yeah. I mean, it looked like – I just called it. It looked yeah, like it was Q – he was throwing was right to Q to Martin. Uh, it, was, it was going right to him. Q watched him all the way in. And I know we got Barry Duke standing there behind us watching, and he he's used to call Q Martin and his McCoy and the basketball court. They No uh, doubt about it. Can't wait for <laughs> Columbia basketball. Barry does a fantastic job. Yes, he does, and we're, we're really glad, and I know the coaches are glad that we've got these basketball players that are actually able to play a they little are. football, and they're excited to be out here and actually contribute because they're doing it. There's Q Martin, you. Jordan Davis, Bubba Perkins. Yep. They've all, Ciante Morris, they've all made, made impacts they here do. on the football team this year. The height and the speed is amazing. Looks like we've just received a warning about our exuberance on the sideline just a little bit. Uh, kids are fired up. We just got to be careful about not doing things, you know, not doing something foolish. Here comes Jordan Davis with that trap around the right side. He's got room across the midfield, down to the 40, down to the 35, trying to get to the 30 as he fights his way. He's got seven, looks like Knights riding his back as he takes him with him all the way down to the 31-yard line of Nolansville. First and 10 for the Lions as the clock now at one minute and five seconds to go here in this third quarter and counting. Took great advantage. Again, Nolanville overplayed the sweep, and, and we ran the Sally play back up underneath it, and he had, had a seam. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That play that's been successful all night, one more time, it was successful. It's hard to keep up with when they start sending everybody in motion, and you want to watch Q Martin for sure. And there's a handoff to Christian Biggers. He's looking for room, spinning around through the middle of the line of scrimmage. Picks up seven quick yards just like that. It goes Christian Biggers down to the sixth, or excuse me, down to the 26-yard line of Nolansville. That'll make it second and four for the Lions as we're going to approach the end of the third quarter. I think they're just going to let Might the clock not get run. the play out on this one. I think they're content to let it run down to the fourth quarter and keep this drive alive going the other direction. So second and four as your Lions are, yep, that's what they're going to do is let the clock run all the way down. And... Uh, They've owned, owned this game so far. They give up seven points in that quarter. But so far, they obviously still on top. 24-7 to seven at the end of three. We'll come back with the final stanza of this game here on homecoming night. I'm telling you, you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we begin the fourth quarter. Luke Usselton under center, facing, facing a second and four. He's going to give it to Jordan Davis on that little trap play, and it's not going to go this time. He's still on his feet trying to find a hole to get back in, but he's going to lose ground, maybe lose a yard or two is where they'll spot it, make it a third and about six to go for the Lions here as we begin this fourth quarter of play. Columbia leading. 24 to 7 over Nolansville in a key crucial region game for the Lions and for that matter for Nolansville as well. Both teams in here at 1 and 0 in the region. Whoever wins this game has got an inside shot to make sure uh, that they might try to host a playoff game if they're either finished first or second, you host a playoff game. So not looking too far ahead, but uh, that's what something you got to think about. Timeout for Columbia. Play in. Yeah, timeout for Columbia. We'll just keep it here because they're probably going to hopefully do something quick. And uh, I just saw some thunder, lightning in the to the to the west here. It's still kind of just slowly drizzle rain here. It has done that the whole game. It kind of let up at halftime. But uh, it just continues to have that slow drizzle. I mean, you look out at the crowd, nobody's kind of got their umbrellas up. It's just that kind of a light rain, almost a misting-type rain that's falling. But it's definitely made the ball a little slippery, and the ball's been on the ground a lot tonight. Yeah, it's going to be real important that we get some kind of points here. We, we want to keep it to a three-possession game as much as possible uh, so that their quick-strike offense uh, doesn't have a chance to really get moving. Uh, on this, so it's going. This third down and, and about seven is going to be a, a very, very critical play. Ball at the 28-yard line of Nolansville is Luke Usselton in that pistol formation. Got Christian Christian Biggers right behind him in the shotgun formation. Now he moves up to his right hip. Three receivers to his left. Usselton takes the snap in the shotgun, rolling to his left. He's got a man open and makes the connection to Ryan Patterson at the 30-yard line, but it's going to be well short of the first down. Not sure what the Lions will try and do yeah. right here. That might be a little farther than what they want to do. 29-39, it'd be a 46-yard 46 uh, 46-yard field goal. It looks like they're going to try to go for it right here. Yeah, we're in that no-man's land. It's too far for a field goal and too close, too close to punt, so really the only choice we have is to go for it, hopefully eat up some more clock. Uh, yeah, the clock's still running, so uh, have that chance. If we can get this first down, it's going to be a huge play if we can get this first down. He's got Bubba Perkins and Jace Hoth 
His receiver's to the right. He's looking that way. He's got Bubba Perkins wide open in the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia! Wow! Bubba Perkins, Luke Osselton, a 29-yard strike on fourth down, and guess what? Oh, we got a flag on the field. Holding on the Lions. Doggone it. Man, that was pretty. That speed yeah. from Bubba Perkins just showed up right there. He outran his man to the end zone, and Luke Olselton just threw a direct strike to him. Uh, 29 yards, but not to be. They're going to back him up 10 yards on the holding call, and that's going to make it fourth and about 20 for the Lions. Now they're punting. Now that brings in Max Patton for the punt. Yeah, he'd run that bootleg play, and we'd had a lot of success hitting that drag. Nolan's will come up really hard on that drag. We're going to go for the first down, and then that left the deep guy open. We got to hurry. We got to hurry and get the They've play got off. twenty seconds to go. Oh, okay. They reset it. Now they called a dad burn. Did they call timeout? I, well, no, Nolan's, Nolan's will call the timeout. Call I think they well. had some mix up on on their teams too. Very good. Very good. So. We'll keep it right here, but doggone it. That was a pretty play from Luke Osselton to, and the the hold came on the backside of that play, so there's really no need to hold on this backside of where all the action was. Osselton rode out to his right uh, to the far side of the field. That's where Bubba Perkins was lined up on the far sideline, went straight downfield into the end zone. Beautiful, beautiful pass, beautiful catch, but not to be as a holding call. Backs the Lions up. Yeah, if we Max can get us a coffin corner kick, it would be great. Back deep for the for uh, the Knights is Dylan Northcutt. Max Patton stands at his own 48-yard line to receive the snap. Here's the snap. Good snap. There's the punt. Punts All away. Right. Not a great kick, but gets it. takes a oh, Columbia bounce. Going to roll inside the 25 down to about the 24-yard line. 23-yard line is where Nolansville will take over first and 10. We're at 10 minutes, 16 seconds left to go in this ball game. Columbia leading 24-7. to seven. Looks like Max tried to get a little bit too careful with that punt and instead of just swinging his leg comfortably through it. Tried to place it a little bit too much in a shorter, short swung. Did a short swing with his leg, and it ended up being short. Yeah, 16-yard punt. And here's this Columbia defense now. They need to make a, a stand right here to keep this uh, talented Nolansville Knight team at bay, and they have been all night. Let's see. There's a pass across the middle. Northcutt gets it. A great pass and great catch all the way across the middle. They'll pick up a 20 on the play. They'll mark him down at the 20, at the 43-yard line. So, uh, great Bit, great pass and catch there for Nolansville as uh, they quickly line up on the ball, and they're, they're going to look to try to get as much as they can every play now with 10 minutes to go here in the ball game. Down 24-7. to seven. Here's the snap. Kobe Walton under pressure. He's throwing deep. He's got a man there. It's Malachi Cornell who would have been on the Lions. That's the only person that was back there, so incomplete. Adam stopped the clock with second down and 10 now for the Nolansville Knights at their own 44-yard line. Lee, that was the first pass this half that we've actually gotten a little bit of pressure on him. He got uncomfortable again and he overthrew it. When he has time to set his feet and look around, he's deadly with that throw. Here's Walton in the shotgun, takes the snap, looking for 
players. He's got Northcutt over the middle, and he just misses him. A little high for him, but he had him open. But uh, just a ball thrown a little overhead of Northcutt, who had gone downfield 15 yards. Would have been another great pickup for the Knights, but not to be. So now third and 10. That stops the clock with nine minutes, 43 seconds to go here in the ball game of the fourth quarter. Homecoming night, Columbia leads 24 to 7. He's just running a little skinny post from the inside of the trips formation that they have here. We're, we're having a hard time covering him up the middle of the field. So Nolensville now third and ten facing a blitz. There he's going to go down. Antoine Moore gets the sack. Antoine Moore gets the sack. Ten-yard loss on the play by Antoine Moore and that Columbia Lion defense. They've been outstanding tonight, guys, as opposed to what they were doing yeah. last week. This I time, mean, Moore, he, he saw he saw the pass coming. They running back stepped up to block him. He was not about to slow him down. Moore just bull rushed him back into the quarterback. Fourth down and 18 for the Nolansville Knights, and they are going for it. The ball is at their own 36-yard line, so this so is crucial that, that we middle. don't let them out. Watch that pass up the middle. There's a blitz. Blitz coming, and he's going to go down. Watson Harvey, the first man to get to him on his linebacker blitz, and a host of Lions taking down at the 27-yard line is where Columbia will take over first and 10 at the night 27-yard line. And there goes that. Shouldn't the clock stop on change of possession, but it's still running right now. Yes, Eight should. minutes and 40 seconds and counting to go as uh, Columbia's defense steps up one more time right when you need them the most on a crucial fourth down play. The defensive adjustment right there is they added one more man to the rush and were able to get to him and again uh, got him moving his feet and very, very uncomfortable again got the sack. And I'll have to say our, our defensive backs were doing their jobs yes. because he didn't have anybody to throw it to. So here's Hustleton. He's going to give it to Christian Biggers right up the middle. He's met right at the line of scrimmage. Probably going to lose a yard or two. But that's going to run that clock with eight minutes and 20 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we've kind of run that off tackle play quite a bit, and they're, they're starting to anticipate that. I'm not sure if Coach Moore's got it in his playbook, but he fakes that. He just fakes that little power play right there and pitches it out to the to the back, you know, swinging around. Um, could have a big play right there. So here's Luke Olselton taking his time, going to let that play clock go all the way down. I hope to run more time off this clock. He's under center. Here comes Q Martin for the jet sweep, and he's just barely moving. Now he reverses field, and he's going to get thrown down behind the line of scrimmage. As uh, you've got to quit retreating to try to get around pursuit. Taylor Ween makes the tackle for the Nolansville Knights as uh, Jordan, I mean, uh, Q Martin didn't look like he was ready to even run on that play. He just, when he got the handoff, the sweep, he just kind of was just not running at full speed. We just got to realize he was looking for a hole to plant the foot and cut up into. And he, sometimes you got to realize the hole's not going to be there. Drop your shoulder, get what you can get, and live to fight another day. So a loss of five on the play, third and 14 for the Lions at their at the night 32-yard line. There's Osselton. He's getting pressured, and he's going to go down for a sack and a late hit. That should be a late hit, helmet to helmet. He hit Osselton right in the head, 
as he came down, Elston was already laying on the ground, and uh, he's still rolling around, not able to try to get up. Uh, unfortunate here as the trainers come out to check on him. He's trying to get back up, but it's going to make it a fourth and very long situation as he really had no chance to avoid that, that pressure and that sack as uh, they are They've taking got... their time to look at him. He was hit. It was a helmet to helmet. If you and ask he was me. down on the ground too. That, that, there, there was that was an unnecessary roughness that should have been called right there, and uh, I don't understand why they didn't call it. Uh, he had a helpless quarterback down on the ground. So we'll take a, a quick break here by, and let him check on Luke Usselton. He looks like he's okay. They're just making sure. I'm I'm hoping and assuming, uh, but we'll we'll step away and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Luke Usselton off the field on his own power. Seems to be okay, but just shaking up on that play. But makes it fourth and 17 for the Lions at the Nolansville 35-yard line. Here's the snap for the punt for Max Patton. Gets a great-looking punt. It's going to take a Columbia roll, and it's going inside. to Get on it, boys. Did they let it go? Surely they didn't let it go into the end zone. Nope. They're going to down it okay. at, at the, the one. one. Great, great coverage. Great punt on, those, Ryan, on uh, Patton's part. Ryan Patterson down there on the coverage along with Kalen Slaughter to down that ball at the one-yard line or maybe the one-and-a-half is where they'll spot it, where Nolansville will take over with six minutes, 13 seconds to go here in this ball game. Yeah, Columbia are. leads 24-7. to seven. Get pressure on the quarterback and no big plays. Keep everything in front of you, no big plays. Make them grind it down the field to get things, get something done. DeAndre Mathers, Antoine Moore, Darabius Hall, and Malik Smith across that front forward, and Watson Harvey threatening the blitz, and there he comes. Kobe Walton throwing from his end zone, incomplete over on the far sideline, trying to reach Ben Coggin over there on the Nolansville sideline. Incomplete, second and ten from the one. Nolansville's in their hurry-up offense. Of course, their, their offense is always a hurry-up offense. but no, uh, no doubt. And this is a place, guys, where, you know, a safety you know, it seems like to me right. we're just we're we just get that, doing we safety get that little right extra here. rush, and he sent the blitz that yep. time trying to get to it. Our back bad snap and fall out in the end zone. And Watson Harvey looking to blitz again. Here's Walton in his own end zone. Takes it There's off the ground, snap. and he throws it real quick. Gets the ball complete, but only minimum gainage, uh, minimal gain there, about three yards. 
I don't think he got oh, the he, uh, he got two yards on that, or three yards at the most, right? So it's going to make it third and seven here for Nolansville, deep in their own territory as the clock – why does the clock stop? Oh, he went out of he bounds. He went out of bounds. Okay. The, ball, the clock did stop with five minutes, 57 seconds to go here in the ball game. Columbia leads 24-7 to seven and got a chance right here to put their foot on this thing by holding the, the Knights in their own – deep in their own territory. And there's Walton. He's under pressure in the end zone. He finally gets out of it, and he's still on his feet. He's going to make his first down. He crosses the 10, gets up to the 12-yard line is where they'll spot him down, but does get just enough for the first down. He was trapped in the backfield, but somehow he worked his way around that and got loose. But again, they did not give up the big play. That's that's the most important thing right there. Disrupted the pass play where they couldn't get the chunk play that they were wanting. And the clock keeps rolling. Here's Walton in the shotgun, sends Johnson in motion, being pressured by Antoine Moore. Now he's going to throw deep all along Ben Coggin, and he makes the catch, the grab at his own 40 and to 50 across his midfield down at the 45, where Malachi Quarrel brings him down at the 48-yard line of Columbia. Ben Coggin left all alone right there as uh, Antoine Moore was putting pressure on Walton, but he gets away from that pressure, makes a good good throw to a wide-open receiver. We had him covered initially with the scrambling back there. We came off of the coverage. We've got to stay on the coverage until that quarterback crosses the line of scrimmage. First and 10 for the Knights at the Columbia 48-yard line, facing a four-man front. There's holding. They're not going to call it. Throwing deep downfield, overthrows everybody as he was trying to get Chance Fitzgerald, who was guarded by Jay Frierson, all the way down to the 10-yard line where he throws the ball, but incomplete. Stops the clock with four minutes, 55 seconds to go. Now second and 10 from the Columbia 48-yard line. Columbia leads 24-7. to Siante Morris comes in at linebacker. He has got some speed, fellas. He's one of those basketball players that he can flat run. I've been told fastest man on the team. I'm not sure, so let's see. Here's Walton looking to throw, and he throws this way incomplete. Yeah, took advantage over. of his inexperience right there. Yeah, he he ran a double circle route on him. He was trying to reach his tailback from out of the backfield. Samson Johnson down the right sideline here on Columbia side, but uh, overthrew him. No second and 10 now. It stops the clock with four minutes, 50 seconds to go in the game. Second, excuse me, third. No, it is second and 10, right? Yeah, yes. second and 10 from the 48. I think it's third. It's, it's third. Okay, third, third down. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. It's third and 10. So here's Walton. He's looking to throw, and he's oh, he just almost okay. got hit. And Jaravius Hall was... <coughs> was The, uh, the again the rush made him very uncomfortable and there he overthrew it uh, stepping stepping up. Yeah. Dravius Hall was just about to hit him and that scared I think Walton heard footsteps yeah. and he just threw it away. Rightfully so. So now fourth, fourth, down fourth and nine from the 48. Here's the snap. Walton. Looking across the middle, throws it, balls up in the air, incomplete, goes over on downs to Columbia. 
Huge, so, huge stand right there. He was Big trying stand to, now. He was trying to hit Ben Coggin across the middle around the 35-yard line, and ball just gets tipped up in the air and falls harmlessly to the ground. We need to make about two. We need to make at least two first downs here on this drive to eat up enough clock. They only have two timeouts to stop it, so we've got we've got to make two first downs here to to take the final good, control of this game. Good news, Luke Osselton's come yeah. back in the game. Yeah. I might want to try Perry Bowman if I could, you know, at this yeah. point, because he, they were up 24 to 7. I mean, uh, he's been you know, warming up too the last yeah. uh, half like, hour. Wish Perry could get a chance there. But here's Osselton, first and 10 from his 47, going to give to Jordan Davis around the right side. He's got some room following his blockers. He gets about four on the carry, crosses midfield, and that'll be second and six for the Lions. As we run that clock and yeah, those wide sweeping plays. plays, the wide sweeping plays you know, uh, take up a lot of time to run, so works to our advantage. So here's Osselton slowly bringing his team up to the line, down to 12 seconds on the play clock. Osselton under center. Here comes Ryan Patterson going to get the jet sweep, and he's got room around this left side. One room, one block defender to break, and that's a late hit. Why wouldn't they call that? But he gets the first down for the Lions. Ryan Patterson, the senior. I love to see Ryan Patterson come into the play and uh, run that sweep just like that. Gets the first down, and that's a whole new set of downs, and to run that clock that much more. Yeah, we need one more first down. Take about three plays, get one more first down, and we can pretty much put a cap on it. Here's Usselton. Under center. Going to give it to Biggers right up the middle. Biggers bounces to the outside. He's got some room. He's looking for the end zone. He's at the 20. He's at the 15. Inside down to the 13-yard line goes Christian Biggers right up the middle and then reverses field, cuts back to his left, and... Makes a huge gain for the Lions down to red zone territory, down to the 13-yard line of the Knights. Coach Moore's done a great job of setting Nolensville up with the sweep, the sweep, the sweep. Then he fakes the sweep and cuts, uh, gives it back to Biggers on the trap inside. Gets a big, big gain. Eats up, eats up a lot of yards and gives us a chance to cap this game off. The score here would would seal it. Well, in my mind, it's already sealed, but. Uh, Go ahead. Going to give it to, no, he gave it to Jordan Davis around the right side, and he's going to get hit, but he Stay still breaks away from Stay one bounce. tackle, you go. and he finally goes down after about a three- or four-yard pickup on the play. And the clock will continue to run with two minutes, 30 seconds to go here in this ball game. Great job getting out on the edge. Gets close to that sideline, and he decides to turn back inside. Second and seven from the 10 for the Lions as the clock runs down the two minutes, 10 seconds. They've got 15 on the play clock. They ought to just drag it all the way down before you snap that ball. But he's going to snap it at seven seconds to go. Gives it to Biggers. Biggers looking for the end zone, and he's got it. Touchdown, Columbia. Uh, they're calling him down. Calling him down inside the one. That was a touchdown, guys. I don't know. I know they're not calling it, but that was a touchdown. <laughs> Actually, that works out to our advantage. That eats up oh, some yeah. more time. We're really, really close to push it in and still get that touchdown. 
Who's getting the ball? I'd say it's I would I would I would just give it to Biggers and let him play. I'm not sure. Sneak. Yeah, yeah Osselton will put it right in. With Osselton having that injury, I you know, I don't know. I don't I wouldn't yeah, have Osselton in right now. Use your power runner. <laughs> it's Osselton nope. at quarterback and, and he, there's the touchdown. And he's in. Touchdown Columbia yeah. with one minute twenty-two seconds to go in this ball game. A new score. Columbia finally on the board here in the second half. Now thirty to seven over the Nolansville Knights on a successful homecoming night here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium for your Columbia Central Lions. Again, one of those, uh, you got that fourth down turnover, took the time to drive down the field, made some big plays, a big play with uh, Biggers to, to get the first down and push it down into the scoring area was huge. Here's the snap and the kick, the set, the kick, and it is no, no good. good. I thought that was good. But anyway, it's still a great effort tonight from Max Patton and the whole kicking team as they've done a, a great job tonight compared to what we've seen over the last few weeks, but that's a great effort. So the score remains 30-7 to with a minute 22 to go here in the ball game on this uh, homecoming night, 2021, at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. A great effort on behalf of the Lions tonight, and I hope uh, in these last minute and a half they'll let some of the other players get in the game and get some experience and get some you know, get a taste of this homecoming victory night here in Columbia. Yeah, after getting kind of beat up last week, stuff like the defense has really stepped up tonight and taken control of this game and and given our offense some some great opportunities to chew up time chew, and uh, chew up yardage and get and get the scores to take take control of it. When you consider that we said at the beginning of the game that Nolansville had averaged 31 points in their previous four games, even though they've got a one in three record. You know, I wouldn't believe that they we would have held them to seven points tonight. I know we're not finished yet, but uh, really a, a great effort by our defense, as you said. Here's Max Patton to kick off. He kicks a squiver kick all the way down. It goes to the finally going to get picked There's, up at the by Sampson Johnson at the 21, and he's out of bounds at the 30. That's where he steps out there, mark him down at the 29-yard line. That's where that squib kick takes advantage. Take that big hop over the top of the receiver there. He turned around had to chase it back another 10 yards. Destroyed any kind of, of uh, uh, return that they may have. All right, Terry, what do you got? Okay, Columbia went third, 52 yards, six plays. Took three minutes, 18 seconds off the clock. Finished it with a one-yard quarterback sneak. Kick failed, 30-7 to seven Columbia with 122 to go in the fourth quarter. Very good. Thank you, Terry. As uh, I, I'm sure the stats... Uh, I know Nolansville has improved their stats in this second half, but still it's going to be a lopsided statistical game for the Lions tonight over Nolansville. And uh, looks like Nolansville is trying to get in some other players as well. And uh, oh, yeah, the, whole side, supposed to be in. the whole side of defense just about are all second teamers for the Lions. They still have Lincoln English and Q Martin in there at uh, cornerback and safety. So here's Kobe Walton at quarterback. He's gone the whole way. He rolls out to his left, throws over to his left, makes the completion to Ben Coggin over on the far sideline as uh, he'll pick up seven, eight yards on the play. Actually, that was Dylan Northcutt that made that catch. He picks up eight yards, so it'll be second and two for the Knights. 
Ball spotted now at the 37-yard line of the Knights. Here's Walton. He's rolling this way this time. Now he's going to pull it down and looking to run because he's in trouble. And he goes down as a, really a sack. I'm still going to call it. As, uh, on our defensive end. That was DeAndre Mathers making the stop behind the line of scrimmage. Our defensive, end did a, on the play. our defensive end did a great job of containing the quarterback. He's trying to roll out outside of him. He kept him inside of him and let the pursuit get back to him. And in the meantime, uh, the, the lineman blocking him held him. Yeah, he almost pulled his jersey off. Yeah. <laughs> Right in front of the official. And that backs it up way back there from the spot of the foul to the 22-yard. So it winds up being a 15-yard penalty. And there goes the clock inside a minute now. 55 seconds to go as Kobe Walton in the shotgun. He takes the snap, looking for a screen pass to Dylan Northcutt. And Northcutt makes a good move across the field, and he's finally going to get tackled down by... That's a number I haven't called for sure. Number 56, Efron Davis, the sophomore in there at linebacker for the Lions. And more importantly, he made the tackle inbounds. Yeah. So the clock keeps moving. And they're not going to call their timeouts. There's no need. This should be the last play of the game. Now down to 17 seconds to go here in this ball game. He takes the snap. Walton looks out, makes a, makes a pass to Ben Coggin incomplete, so that will stop the clock. Uh, six seconds to go here in the ball game, so they'll get one more as it, they'll now face fourth and seven from their own 32-yard line. Well, fellas, a great game for the Lions tonight. I'm glad to see this on homecoming night as the rain's still kind of drizzling here, but it hadn't dampened anybody's spirits on the home side of things. There comes the last snap, and there goes the pass. It goes to Samson Johnson. He makes the reception and immediately tackled after a five-yard pickup. So that's going to wrap it up as the Columbia Lions come out victorious over the Nolansville Knights in a big way tonight at Lindsey Nelson Stadium on homecoming night, 30-7. to And more importantly, they go 2-0 in the region and now 3-2 on the year. The Nolansville Knights fall to 1-4 on the year and 1-1 in the region. So we'll take a quick timeout and come back with all the stats terry will give us there and then stay tuned later after our broadcast we'll be joining tristar friday night live with host jp plant right here on the front porch sports radio network amc roofing leaking roof missing shingles amc roofing has you covered locally owned and operated we specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance we are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems and we also handle siding repairs amc roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed there is no job too small but when you're ready we also provide full roof replacements call or text today for a free estimate amc roofing your local roof repair specialist call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. And welcome back to a victorious Lindsey Nelson Stadium on homecoming night here as Columbia defeats Nolansville 30-7. to 
Coach Mike, a great game, great effort on behalf of Columbia tonight. A super answer to the frustrating night they had last week. Uh, the defense really stepped up. You could tell that they worked really, really hard on their technique and were able to put a lot of pressure, even with only four rushers, put a lot of pressure on Nolensville quarterback in the in the first half and were able to take control of the line of scrimmage. Nolensville made a good adjustment in the second half and was able to keep them out. Uh, Coach Moore did a good job of, of adding a rusher to that, making him uncomfortable again in the key, in the key moments, and our, our defense finished off the game. Offense did a super, super job of taking control of the game or the line of scrimmage and just eating up five, six, seven yards a pop. They sure did. And Terry, you've got the stats of this game. I know it was quite lopsided at that beginning, at that first half. Not much, not as much for Columbia the second half, but still I think it's going to favor the Lions. Absolutely. Nolansville had 51 plays for 155 yards. They actually had 181 passing yards and they were negative 26 on the rushing side. Columbia had 335 yards in 56 plays. Uh, they had they were 45 rushes for 293 yards, only 42 passing yards, no turnovers in the second half. That was pretty good. Uh, Stat-wise for Columbia, let me get the Columbia one pulled up here. Uh, Luke Osselton, 5 of 11 for 42 yards, one interception. Rushing-wise, Jordan Davis, 16 for 148. Caden McCoy, 14 for 80. Christian Biggers, 4 for 44. Q Martin, 7 for 10. Uh, Luke Usselton, 3 for 5. And number 17, which was uh, Patterson, was 1 for 6. Receiving-wise, Jordan Davis, 2 for 21. Kate McCoy, 1 for 14. Jace Holt, 1 for 8. And uh, that takes care of the kicking duties. Uh, Max Patton had one field goal and uh, three extra points for a total of six points. Uh, good night for him kickoff status we only had the uh, we had two kickoff attempts for uh, 17 yards eight and a half yard average uh, let me go back to nolensville uh, colby walt wound up 15 for 31 175 yards one td one interception uh, rushing sets samuel johnson eight rushes for 24 yards uh, and colby walton was 10 for a minus 40 that's why they were in the negative side. Ben Kogan, four rush receptions for 78, led the team. Uh, that was pretty much it. Two punts for 11 yards. They never punted in the second half. And a kickoff return, they had uh, three kickoff return for about 70 yards total. So great game for Columbia. Um, good win, 30-7. to seven. Look forward to uh, going to Mount Pleasant next week. That's what I was going to say. Next week, uh, Columbia will travel to Mount Pleasant for the first time in quite some time. Should be an interesting game there. And and uh, Nolansville will be on the road again, their third straight road game. They'll be at Rockvale. So uh, hopefully Columbia can stay on this winning streak, uh, get back on the winning streak, and carry that on to next week, uh, that all-important uh, rival-type game against Mount Pleasant next Friday night. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I believe uh, Lou mentioned today by winning tonight, they're guaranteed to play a well, home playoff that, game. That, yeah, still, still not completely sure about not, that. No. It puts us in, it puts us in good, in good position for it, gotcha. but it doesn't guarantee it. I heard him say that, and I just cringed <laughs> when I heard that. They still have say, three. Don't say it too early. They still have three region games. games to play against yeah. Page, against Lincoln County, and against Spring Hill. So 
I mean, obviously Lincoln County and Spring Hill are playing tonight. I hadn't heard any score of that, but those are two two winless teams that were playing each other. And then Page was having trouble with Franklin County. Yeah. I hadn't heard the final there, I but not heard uh, the final yet. but it, you know, it, this is no doubt. And, and, and we should have said this at the beginning, but Nolansville, the coaches at the beginning of this season, Nolansville was picked to win, win the, the region. region. Page was picked to finish second, and Columbia third, and I'm not sure who they had fourth, but uh, that's that was the pick of the coaches, the preseason picks. But obviously, um, you know somebody somebody was, could 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 be mistaken. Well, <laughs> uh, again, a lot of that uh, you know Coach Moore stepping in at the time he did and and has established the running game for Columbia extremely well. That wing T is giving defenses fits simply because of all the movement back and forth. And he's done a good job of mixing up powers, sweeps, and then counters when people start overplaying it. Very good. Well, guys, that wraps it up. And uh, just appreciate you working with us. What did you see, Terry? We do have a final on page. They won 32 to 15. 32 to 15. Woke so they, they did. <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in to our broadcast here at, at Homecoming at Columbia Central Lions as they are victorious on Homecoming night, 30 to 7 over Nolansville. Tune in next week as the Lions will travel to Mount Pleasant right here on 103.7 WKRM and Front Porch Radio. Coming up next, TriStar Friday Night Live with host J.P. Plant to bring you scores and comments from games across the mid-state and across the state. So for Coach Mike Lyles, Terry Wilcox, I'm Lee Maddox saying good night from Lindsey Nelson Stadium where the Lions are victorious 30-7 to on homecoming. This has been a presentation of the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, 
Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Nedrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marts, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 103.7 FM WKRM Columbia, Tennessee.